With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, you know everyone's going to be talking about this at work today. So let me kick it off for you. Let me start it for you. It's the KGB keyword. For $1,000. It's all part of our grand anniversary. Yeah, you could win $1,000 right now if you will just take this nationwide keyword bank over to 101kgb.com and plug it in right there. Can I see what that looks like on the the big screen here? Yeah, of course. Theoretically, it's as simple as plugging in one word right on the front page, right? Yep. I see it, it pops oh, it up right as there. soon as you go to 101kgb.com, but huh. it pops right up for you. And what does I say? Enter keyword right there? Yep. Let's do it. Are we allowed to play? What happens if we play? I don't know. Let's see and find out. Tell find me the out. keyword bank. again. It's bank. I'll spell that for you. It's B-A-N-K. And then you hit submit. And then uh shows you how to log in right there. Yep. Okay. That's pretty simple, isn't it? It's very easy. That's not it for today, is it? 13 times. 13 times every weekday with no end in sight. Trillions of dollars or something like that. That's close, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll be giving away. Why not you win some right now? Is that a sentence? Why not you win some right now? You said it. Hmm? <laughs> you can say it. It's a sentence. <laughs> and I'll have a new keyword for you every hour. Allie's got them. Clint August has them. Just listen for it. Enter it at 101kgb.com. There you go. Pretty exciting. Anything else happen over the weekend? Just woke up. Anything happen? Um, I can think of. No. Hmm. <laughs> Other than uh, Sarah and I have plans to attend uh, the games. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, game? we're San Diegans. You talking about the Lakers Warriors tomorrow night? No, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> season. No, we'll be there. We'll be there. Uh, wow. Yeah. Do we need to talk about our superstitions or anything like that? You have any? Well, I do now. Go I didn't ahead. think that I did. Why? What happened? Chip and I were out for date night on Saturday. And at first we were at this restaurant, a nice restaurant up in Del Mar. And then there were many levels to this center that we were at. So after dinner, we went downstairs. Where was this? In Del Mar. Like 
right off the 101. There's That's like, where Del Mar is. Yeah, there's there's yes, it shopping is. center with all these restaurants. Some of it is actually goes through Del Mar. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it's convenient. And so we went down to uh, a sports bar. Yeah. Like a sports bar after dinner. Like a bar. Yeah. Where sports is on uh-huh. TV. Yes. And there's like some, some familiar and stuff. With the concept. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we go up to the <clears> bar <throat> so I can get a shot. And it is the seventh inning. Uh, it's. I think the Padres were still down. You know, we got. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Details are a little fuzzy. You're going to be honest with me. Details are a little fuzzy. No. Was Vicky Silver <laughs> pants threatening to come out? Was Frank the Tank emerging? She was peeking her little head out. Yeah. She was on the borderline. Let's back it up. Like right Let's there. back it up a little bit here. Let's back it up. Before, before you discovered that. Del Mar was near the 101. <laughs> yeah. What drinks were being consumed before you went to the sports bar? Okay. Uh, I had had a couple um, tequilas on the rocks. Yeah. With a little splash of pineapple and jalapeno. Yeah, that's your girl. Yeah. Or that's your drink. That's my drink. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you were primed. Yeah. So one of those, I was like, uh, after one, I was already like, woo, it's feeling good. Let's have another. Right. So I was two in. Okay. And dinner was over. And I wanted more. What'd you have for dinner? Um, I had a Caesar salad with a crab cake. Did you hate it? No, it was good. Did you hate eating? I know I hate eating. But you like this one. Oh no! But oh my god! Do you want to hear something annoying? This is how much I hate eating. That was the fourth restaurant we ended up. We we parked and went into four restaurants total, so I could look at the menus and decide what I wanted. Nothing sounded good. We went to three restaurants, and you passed on them. Yeah. And Why are we letting the person who hates eating it was so annoying. choose what? I know. Your husband. Is he a saint yet? <laughs> is there Saint Chip? He's getting, he's earning those wings. Is he the patron saint of <laughs> pain in the ass wives? Yeah. Uh-huh. Poor guy. Yeah. He let you choose? Yeah. Because he would have eaten at any of these places. They oh, got a hot dog here. Literally, that's what he told me. I'm fine here. I can eat something here. And he I was hungry. Here. Yeah, we were hungry. Yeah. And it was late. It was like 7.30 while we were hopping around still mm-hmm. trying to find a place. So you chose maybe, the crab cake I, salad restaurant. it was early. I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. So I, right. I found that. And yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And it was. So you roll yeah. down. You roll into the seventh inning on Saturday night. This is a critical hinging moment in San Diego sports history, that seventh inning. Yeah. I, as you know. I, and at that time, I had no idea what was happening. Yeah. Padres were still had zero, I think. Were they at zero at that point? They were losing. Okay, that's all that matters. They were losing. <laughs> and I can't even remember who's up to bat. And I take my shot, and I put it down, and boom! Someone does something. Stuff starts happening. Stuff ah. starts happening. Do you realize that if you hadn't been there, Stuff would not have started happening. That's what Chip said. That's exactly the truth. So then Chip's like, hold on. Don't move. We, right. we are not leaving this spot. Don't even shuffle your feet. Don't move. No. Hold it right there, lady. That's right. And so we held Lucky it right spot. there. It was. And even we were covering something, some kind of shelf or cabinet that the a waitress had to keep coming into. And be like, Excuse me. Chip's like, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll move. But we can't move. We can't move. So he, he would like go out of the way a little bit so she'd get in and then he'd go right back and cover it. And we stayed there. We did not leave for the entire seventh inning. And you're welcome, San Diego. Because well, I hope you happened. didn't leave for the rest of the game well, because no, we, it's we, pretty damn exciting. I needed to leave. I needed to be. I Hold needed it. To, Hold it. I needed Hold to it. Go. Yeah. Don't do this to me on Monday. <laughs> there was more excitement. 
The yeah. seventh inning was great. Uh-huh. I, I, I want a new mural, by the way. Don't we have some murals of Tatis that we need to paint over? I think they're pretty much down. Are now. they gone? Yeah. Ooh. I want a mural of Cronenberg flying with his arms out around first base as he legs out a double there. Did you see him do that? I saw Cronenworth do it. What did I say? Cronenberg? Yes, yeah. you did. That's my new thing. <laughs> Cronenberg. Yeah. Just like that great football coach of ours. I forget his name. Yeah. <laughs> he was another Berg. Yes, You're he a was. Burger. What was it? Was it? You're a burger. I am. I'm Burgist. <laughs> uh, yeah, that needs to be our new city mural. Absolutely. Crony. Yeah. Flying around yeah. first. You know, he's so funny. He just seems like a, such a quiet guy. But when he gets the hit, he's a maniac. He loved it. He's a maniac. Oh, how could you not? And so, cool. so at that moment, it's like, oh, my God, can we hold on to this? There were two more innings of anxiety. And if you didn't have enough digitalis in the house, you were not going to survive. <laughs> and you left? Yeah. They were winning 5-3 to three at that point. The, the inning was over. Were they? Was it 5-3? Yes. I can't remember. Yeah. And winning is great, but <laughs> one, wind, one is the key. And uh-huh. you left before the game was won? Chip needed to take me home. Because... Tammy Fickey was trying to come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I had to leave. Whose idea was it leave? Yours or Chip's? It was Chip's. Ah. <laughs> okay. I wonder if Tammy lets Chip do things that uh, this one doesn't. Boyer has jumped ahead in the evening. You know she does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was time to go. <laughs> so we had to go. Girls in sports are fun. <laughs> I dropped my wife off with her gym friends on Saturday night, some restaurant bar. And uh, and then I got home, and the game was late starting because of that rain delay. And I just settled into the game. I had just, I mean, I had a nice pork chop that I was making for dinner, the works. And I had just settled in, and she calls me. And my wife doesn't even say hello on the phone. She's like Mannix. She's just talking when you answer the phone. Like, go. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't know if she's talking to you (laughs) or people at the bar or someone that she met a couple of years ago in her life. I don't know. You just, you have to try and figure it out. And uh, she demands to know why Joe Musgrove is throwing everything way to the side. That's a quote. (laughs) Why is is he throwing everything way to the side? You give me about five seconds to catch up on what's going on here. I'm like, okay, well, I said, uh, I, I, I said, I don't know, baby, but his first pitch was a strike. Okay. And yeah, well, everything is way over to the side. Uh-huh. She says, as I'm watching the game and I said, well, there you go. He just struck out his very first batter. So the guy literally is pitching a perfect game. So I don't know what your complaint is, honestly, right? He's throwing a perfect game. Well, everything's way to the side. I'm like, well, okay. If he calls, I'll be sure to tell him that. (laughs) Then in the fifth inning, she called and demanded to know why Musgrove wasn't in the game anymore. And I said, it's because the Dodgers are pitching, honey. I promise you, Joe will be out there in a second. (laughs) Dude, she's like kind of watching, but not really watching. You know, she's busy having fun. Girls in sports are a lot of fun. Uh They really are. (laughs) 
Was there any indication, was there some sort of indication that happened there in that seventh inning that Chip said, okay, he has a countdown, an internal countdown. He's like, we have to get this woman home now. I think so. Can you tell us what happened? (laughs) Did you vomit? No, no. It was just, uh, the PDA was coming on really strong. Oh, my goodness. Ah. Like, really strong. Mm, So mm, mm. he's like, all right, all right. Calm down. We're in public. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to go. PDA towards him? Yes. Not everyone else in the bar? No, no, no. Just him. I'm luckily I'm I'm a lot, but I'm very happy. I'm a very happy drunk girl. That's nice. You know, I don't better than drunk drunk. Crying, yeah. Mm, Yeah, That's no good either. No. Happy drunk is the best way to be. It really is, yeah. Party guy. Yeah, oh, horny drunk. Oh, what? That's good too. <laughs> yeah. Those are all good. Yeah. A hole drunk, not good. No, no, not no. good. No. Violent drunk, not no, good. No. Crying drunk. Oh. <laughs> oh the worst. Come on. Be punched in the head. <laughs> Well, all right then. Yeah. Phillies, huh? Yes. Okay. There might have even been more stuff besides Padres baseball this weekend. What do you think? Well, the Yankees are still uh, dodging rain. They'll try again today. The Padres have eight more wins to go. That's it. Just eight. Tomorrow night is number one. And what was Tom Brady screaming about? Yeah. They made a lot of sports headlines. Yeah. A Tom Tom temper tantrum. And we'll get you the Chainsaw Sports next on this Monday DSC show. Hey, Alexa, play 101.5 KGB from my hard radio. KGB, the home of DSC mornings. 50 years of rocking you on 101.5 KGB San Diego. The chainsaw. Let's talk sports now. Good morning. Well, good morning, and thank you, David. And hello again, everybody in the sports world. Two in scoring position. Two balls and two strikes. The single greatest single. In Padres history, lifted the Padres into the National League Championship Series for only the third time. This was Saturday night at Petco Park. Jay Cronenworth's line drive into center field was the winning hit in the Padres' 5-3 Divisional Series clincher over the Dodgers in the gas lamp, setting up Game 1 of the Best of 7 NLCS Tuesday night at Petco against the Philadelphia Phillies, who eliminated the defending champion Atlanta Braves. First pitch, 5.03 our time on Fox Sports 1 tomorrow night. Hugh Darvish will start for the Padres, while surprisingly the Phillies will start the relatively unknown Undi Sedead, who I believe is a right-hander, out of uh, Trinidad and Tobago. And hit... Oh, I'm sorry, that's undecided. The Phillies haven't announced it yet. I thought I saw space uh, between Undy and Decided, and I, I, I thought it was a name. Uh, so, uh, You're stupid. Darvish was marvelous in both Game 1 of the Mets series and Game 2 of the Dodgers series. He'll be working on five full days of rest tomorrow night. Over in the American League, the Houston Astros 
who cheated their way to a 2017 World Series by stealing signs from a center field camera and were given immunity by the commissioner if they spilled all the beans and the players got off scot-free and got to keep their trophy but fired their manager and general manager as scapegoats. They will play the winner of the Yankees-Guardians series, which is now tied 2-2 after yesterday's 4-2 Yankees win. Game 5 is today at 4 o'clock our time, weather permitting. Oh, my. Is this real life? Yes, it is. The Philadelphia Eagles are 6-0. and The Eagles, Debbie Dallas. The Jets are now 4-2 after grounding Green Bay, 27-10. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are now 3-3. Also yesterday, Buffalo chipped the Chiefs. The Rams Christmased Carolina. And Pittsburgh toppled Tampa Bay. 20-18, Tom Tom Brady was seen screaming at his offensive lineman on the sidelines. If you read his lips... You might understand. I need a woman! So we heard, yeah. <laughs> uh, big Monday night matchup. The 3-2 and two Chargers host the 2-3 and three Broncos. Meanwhile, in the dash at all that. But you got to be careful what you name your kid. You don't have to be careful because what happens is other kids in school are going to make fun of them. They're going to make fun of their name. And you don't have to give them a weird name because they can do it with any name. Kids are geniuses at that. <laughs> any name. They take it. They go Louie Screwy, Joey Blowy. Mike, your mother's a dyke, whatever. They find oh. a way, these kids. Any name, what's your name? Eric, you f***ing asshole. See, just like that. Lightning speed these kids got. What's your name? Joe, eat a bag of shit, face. You see, just like that. Skibottle association. Uh, the Lakers finished the preseason with a 1-5 record, but they'll be 0-0 zero zero going into tomorrow night's regular season opener against Golden State. I asked LeBron James yesterday if the Lakers will be ready. It's not like instant oatmeal where you put it in the microwave a minute and a half, boom, you take it out, it's good. Why do they call it instant oatmeal if it takes a minute <laughs> and a half? That's a ridiculous question. I disagree. Mm. In other sports, David. The Los Angeles Times is making the case that the playoff system is no fair. What? It's Why? no fair. Why? Because your Dodgers lost? 100%. Oh, for God's sake. I'm going to read you the editorial that they ran this week on why there should be no playoffs if we should just be the team that won the most games. Oh, for I'll God's sake. <laughs> I'll tell you all about it next here <laughs> on the DSC. I can't wait for that. That's going to be good. Yeah, 629 in five seconds, and this is your 1015 KGBFM Sports Network. Oh, my. You're on San Diego's home of the DSC. Just tell Alexa to play 1015 KGB from iHeartRadio. Take yourself back a couple of days to Saturday morning. After Friday's victory, the Padres moved ahead 2-1. to one, And they had all the momentum. You knew they had all the momentum. The LA Times printed this opinion that said, if ever there was a case for canceling the playoffs and awarding a championship to one team because it was so clearly better than all the others, the 2022 L. Los Angeles Dodgers would be it. Trying to fill space. Oh, man. No, they're saying we get the trophy because, and they were. They were, what, the winningest team in baseball? Yes, and one of the winningest teams of all time. Of all time. 11, like top five all time. Yeah. I mean, they really crushed it this year. They really, really did. Yeah. And uh, so it was the L.A. Times' opinion 
that we should not have to have playoffs. We're so far out in front of everybody. That should be good enough. Just give us the trophy now. Thank you very much. If you're so much better than everybody else, how come you didn't win? And, of course, this opinion came out, you know, when it looked like they were on the ropes on right. Saturday morning. Uh-huh. And Saturday night had not had happened. Sarah had not stepped into her lucky spot right. in the seventh inning when everything just fell right into place. And uh, dreams were crushed in Los Angeles. Do you know the sports writer Bill Plaschke? Yes. Is that how you say his name? Yes, it is. Oh, did you read his stuff? He likes to stir the pot for the sake of stirring the pot. Let me tell you something. Bill Plaschke, after the Saturday night destruction of the Dodgers, wrote, They have flopped before. Countless wonderful summers cruelly melted into autumn ashes, but they've never blown it like this. They've been embarrassed before. Many memorable marches ruined by staggering October stumbles, but they've never been humiliated like this. Plaschke went on to say that this loss for the Dodgers is the worst in franchise history. The worst. The worst. I mean, he goes on and he beats this dead horse senselessly. He says on a rare rainy Saturday night at San Diego's Petco Park, an even stranger event occurred the sight of the San Diego Padres dancing across the field after sucker punching the Dodgers into next season. Little brother knocked out big brother. The nail spiked the hammer. The shadow eclipsed the sun. A 5-3 comeback victory. The Padres clinched the best of five National League Division Series, sending the Dodgers to the darkest corner of their legacy. This is the biggest disappointment in Dodger history. This is the biggest upset in Dodger history. In strictly a baseball sense, this is arguably the lowest point in Dodger history. (laughs) Wow. The crush was finalized with a strikeout of Freddie Freeman, a stadium-shaking roar from the crowd, a giant infield hug by bouncing players, a taunting sprint around the bases by Blake Snell while holding, what else? A ceramic goose. The Dodgers have never been this cooked. I mean, he goes on and on oh, man. and on. And nowhere, by the way, in Plaschke's column, does he circle back to his column from one week ago. Did you read that one? No. Nope. Padres. We go, to, we go to San Diego for vacation and everyone knows it. <laughs> this is a waste of time. The biggest concern we have when we have to play the Padres is where we're going to vacation in Del Mar. Oh, the Padres carrying on with their beat L.A., beat L.A. And in Los Angeles, we barely remember your name. (laughs) Oh, he buried us. He buried us for caring so much. For caring so much. I mean, he said everything that we probably say ourselves when we're losing. We do. Yeah. And yet, when he was cruelly eulogizing the worst embarrassment in the history of the Dodgers Los Angeles franchise, he never circled back to his own column where he said, piece of cake, (laughs) nothing to it. We don't even remember your name. I love it. 
the bully becomes a baby. Oh. Is, it, is that why he's saying it's the biggest disappointment ever? Because it's the fact that they lost to us. Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly <laughs> and precisely. Uh. A team they beat by 22 games in the regular season. Uh-uh. It's the worst. He's like a disappointed he's like a disappointed parent. He's a baby. He, you know, it's like he's not even mad, he's just the parent disappointed. That's what sucks. Pecco Chanto beat L.A. and the sight of thousands of flapping yellow towels will live in Dodgers lore forever. So will the sight of the league's best offense spinning and staggered. The sight of the league's best bullpen lost in confusion. The sight of the league's most powerful franchise over the last decade crumbling under the pressure again. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Gosselin saying, you know, their, their pitcher on what it was a Friday night saying, ah, I'm not worried about the noise at Petco. Dodger Stadium is loud. We get loud here. So, oh, really? Okay, well, we'll just see. It ended worse Saturday than one could possibly imagine. (laughs) As an array of relievers from the Dodgers' revolving bullpen blowing a 3-0 lead by allowing five Padre runs in the seventh inning. And again, nowhere in here does he mention you standing in your lucky spot, Sarah. Mm. Sour grapes. I'll let it pass. He's upset. (laughs) Then came the go-ahead hit on a two-out, two-run single by Jake Cronenworth. I think he meant Cronenberg. (laughs) Yes. The crowd bellowed a roar that surely could be heard south to the border and north to Chavez Ravine and anywhere Dodger fans were hanging their head in familiar disgust. After the hit, after the loss, after the Dodgers and their wet uniforms disappeared into the night, the focus returned squarely to Dave Roberts. Oh, here they go. Now they're going to blame Dave Second Roberts. Second guessing the for the pitching yep. and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when uh, <clears throat> that's when Bill Plaschke turns all his disgust to the management of Dave Roberts. He doesn't doesn't like the way Roberts pulled the starting pitcher and blah blah blah. And, but yeah. He uh, he he very clearly laid it out that it's the worst moment in Dodger franchise history. Well, people in Brooklyn might say 1950, what eight nine was the the worst when they moved to L.A. or any of the Yankee championships over them for all those decades when they were in Brooklyn. But you know, recent memory is all that counts. I mean, their recent greatest moment is the 2020 World Series that they won, which was only 60 games. That's and right. that's another thing that Plasky talks about. Putting an asterisk on that now seems 100% certain <laughs> that it should happen. Yeah. yeah. Here's Brian on the DSC. What's going on? Dave, you dumb son of a... Oh, that's guaranteed. We looked it up. <laughs> hey, what's, uh, what's your thoughts on getting rid of uh, Tatis and keeping Soto? Get like rid of Tatis, he says. And the flip side all together, unfortunately. Let's dig in, shall we? Well, let's I mean, dive. Let's dive right in about the on. Tatis question mark. Who here has not thought, hmm, I wonder what we could get for Fernando Tatis right now? Because I don't know you how gotta to love this Kim. with that contract they are, but you gotta love this to Kim. Let him go. Everybody loves Kim. Manny loves Kim. They love Kim. He's a better shortstop. And you know what the truth is? He's an adult. The truth is, not everybody loves Tatis. Mm-mm. They don't. No. They might have before. Right. But the shoulder that he refused to get fixed, the wrist that he kept quiet about, and All then, the and then, the drug thing. I mean, has he 
has he blown it here? And then they go and win the division, the the NLDS, without him. They're better without him. Without a single at I mean, it, this wasn't one of those, oh, we, well, we didn't have him for some of the season. Yeah. Remember, Tatis didn't play the entire season. Mm-hmm. Correct. None of it. So who didn't? I know I did. First thing I thought of was like, what could we get for Tatis? Well, if someone wants to pick up all or part of $340 million guaranteed. Oh! Right. For, for, a guy, for a guy who doesn't have steroid support anymore and a bum shoulder and a bum wrist now, how good is he going to be? And he was already unreliable as a teammate. A me first guy. Oh! I don't know what they're going to do. They got to play Kim ahead of him. He's a better shortstop. He's better in the field. Yes. He's more consistent. He's definitely not a better hitter. Well, we'll see how good a hitter Tatis is without the steroids and with a shoulder and a wrist. Yeah, I can't I can't crystal ball that. I'm just saying what we know. Stats. Tatis has been a better hitter. Yeah, but was, Kim, we love this guy. We love this guy. He's I mean, Kim was the one who sparked the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's an adult. Manny loves him. And, and Manny, He's an adult. Manny is the man. Manny is the man of all men. He's quiet. He doesn't like social media, but he's a leader. He realized, okay, I gotta, I gotta take the lead here. And he's grown up. Here's and Tommy. Manny is the man. What's up, Tommy? Hey, Dave. Yeah. Hey, Dave. You, hey, you gotta admit, Tatis would be great in that lineup. Regardless, you, you, you gotta have him in there. I know he did dirty a little bit. He learned a lesson, but we need him in that lineup. Could you imagine him in that lineup? I, I tried to do that too. I wondered about that. It's like how un. So as much as I thought, hey, what could we do with dangling Tatis out there? Could we get another? Because you know what we want. We want another ace pitcher. That's what we want. Yeah, it'd be nice. But Tatis in that lineup, you throw him out there in center field. And Grishy was great for the playoffs. We keep, you know, I don't know, dish him out. Put keep Hasak Kim at short. You need him in the lineup. You do. That well, well the 2021, the 2021 Tatis, they would, they would be great. But how is it going to go over in the locker room? He's not particularly well liked. He betrayed his teammates. And how good is he going to be without the steroids and a bump well, and wrist? Well, let's give him a year and find out. Cookie, I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, what it's, it's uh, maybe how, 32 games, I believe. 32 games we've played. How many? Because these. Uh, postseason games are deducted from his 80-game uh, suspension. Good. So his, That's great. His suspension is uh, shortening as the further uh, the Padres go on. Excellent. Excellent. So he, he'll be back maybe by the end of the first month this year, if all goes well with his surgeries and his uh, recoveries. You know how this is. These teams get into a controversy. They call it a controversy. So many times you'll hear it on football. Yeah. Because you know who's got a controversy right now? even though they lost, is uh, the Cowboys. Right. You know, the Cowboys, they lost their star quarterback again, so they got their backup guy in there, and all of a sudden the Cowboys are a winning team. Uh Don't tell me they don't have a quarterback controversy. Guaranteed they do. Well, most uh, most people think that Dak is clearly better, and it showed yesterday when uh, Cooper rushed through uh, three interceptions. So when Dak is back, he'll take over the the helm. They're four and two, though. Yes, they are. That's better than Dak was doing. Yes, it was. He was a 0-1. Yeah, he only played that one game. So is there a shortstop controversy with the Padres? 
yeah, there's going to be. Yeah, there is. There's, there's a hard decision that has to be made. Yeah. I think it's easy, but, you know, stick with Kim. And maybe, as our caller said, uh, throw Tatis out in center. Although Grisham, he's suddenly become a star after he woke bat- up. batting oh. sub two, uh, 200. Mm-hmm. A lot of the team woke up. Oh, my God. All the support players are the ones that are really making this move. Yeah. Nola, Kim, Cronenworth. I think we need to go to Chris Boyer. For yes, please. Profar, Grisham. Well, I think uh, you're not going to get much for uh, Tatis. The $340 million guaranteed. He's injured. He's uh, jacked up on roids. That's just money you got to look at and go, wow, that was poorly spent. And um, maybe you're not going to get that back. I like that. There was just a hint of scolding that we never should have gotten him in the first place. I love the Chris Boyer wrinkle. I never see it coming. Right. You know, I'm imagining he has something to say about whether we keep him or not. But instead, he did that Boyer patented 2020. You were stupid to hire him in the (laughs) first place. You no can, one sees that coming. He did, apparently. The Boy. slap on the back of the head. Why did you hire him yes. in the first place? <laughs> I knew better. And why didn't you have something in his contract that said it, that he couldn't ride an ATV and he couldn't ride a bicycle and all that kind of crap that he did in the offseason and got injured? And, and uh, Are you sure that's not in there? You've read be, the contract, clearly. I haven't, but they seem to be paying him. They are. As if it wasn't in there. They let it slide, actually, because they wanted to keep a good relationship with the player. Now, this is before the steroids and everything, but they didn't want to bust his chops uh, on the the motorcycle action and and the delay of uh, reporting uh, the broken wrist. Well, the good relationship is over. It is. Because he didn't want to get his shoulder fixed. Correct. And they said, we're not asking you. Mm -hmm. And now he has got those shoulder fixed and his wrist fixed. And we'll see. Theoretically. Theoretically. And we'll see how well it responds next year again. He's going to be he's going to be tested not just three times like he was before, twelve times a year for steroids. So if he was taking steroids all along, uh, he's going to get popped again, or he's going to be a shriveled shell of his former self in terms of power, etc. It's not a good scenario. Either no way. <laughs> no. Either way. Mm-mm. Plus, the guys in the locker room—they, I get the sense, and you hear reports—they're not real happy with him or like him. He's a me first guy. And they're better without him. Rat guys on the KGB. The home of the DSC. 1015. KGB. I just love the cloudy, rainy weather. I do too. I just, I just love it. I do too. I love it. 80 degrees. Today, 90. What? Tomorrow, what? 90 degrees what? Wednesday. What is happening? Suckers. <laughs> I can't get out my boots. Get out your thongs. <laughs> it's going to be 90 degrees Tuesday and Wednesday. Here's your 7 o'clock hour. Grandiversary keyword. Bills. Just enter that nationwide keyword, bills, at 101kgb.com. Enter it now to win $1,000. 13 times we're doing that today. I'll be giving you a brand new keyword every hour. So will Allie. So will Clint all throughout the day here today. You just keep listening here to KGB, and you'll hear those keywords.
One of the most dreadful, dreadfully horrifying things about Halloween is when your wife or your girlfriend says, let's dress up as a cop out. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh. I love it. Why do you hurt me like that? <laughs> ever done it? I'm not saying you're doing it this year. I'm not saying you'll ever do it again. Have you ever done it? Ever had to dress up as a couple? I actually haven't. So just my imagination wow. is, uh, is hurting me on this one. I don't and you've have seen the poor bastards who have oh, to God. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love my wife. Thank you for never doing that. Yeah. Yet. I think there was discussion about being Smurfs one year or something. Something really, something really just, it was just like, you got to be effing kidding me. Yeah. I would die to see that. Mm-hmm, I'll bet you would. Uh, and you say you've done it. Yeah. You've dressed up as a couple. Yes, we have. May I hear what the couple was? Yeah, it was the first year that we had Shane and he was like, I don't know, six months old when Halloween rolled up. So Chip was Dr. Evil. Shane was mini me strapped mm. to his thing, strapped to his chest, and then mm. I created my own Mrs. Evil. So we were the evils, Doctor Evil. Mm-hmm. So we mm. all dressed alike and everything. Moderately acceptable. Thank yeah. you. Moderately acceptable because uh, Austin Powers is a cool franchise, and uh, that's fun and it's funny and that's moderately yeah. acceptable. And I hope that you were a slutty Mrs. Doctor Evil. Of course I was. Yeah. Okay, that a girl. <laughs> Boyer, can you imagine yourself uh, meeting some young lady and dressing up as a couple? No, sir. Go to Halloween. What? No. <laughs> no. Uh. Well, I want you to try and guess right now because the list is out. And I want you to try and guess what is the ultimate iconic couple. The ultimate icon couple for Halloween costumes. All right. I want you to write down. Someone will get closest to number one. There is a number one guess. If you get it, you get double the points, double the admiration, and double everything else that we give away, which really amounts to nothing. Yes. But uh, I have the list of the couples that you can go as, and most of them are pretty horrifying. Some of them are shocking. And none of this going as Jeffrey Dahmer and one of his victims. It's too hurtful. Let's, let's move on from that, people. What do you think is the most iconic couple? You got your answer, Chris Moore? I do, sir. That was pretty quick. Yes. Think you're going to win this thing? Well, obviously, I hope so. Mm -hmm. My answer smacks of excellence and perfection. It smacks of it? Yes. You got yours, Jansen? I do, sir. And how about you, sir? Yep, got one. I have the top 30 here. Who thinks Boyer's even going to make the top 30? Oh, definitely. I think he will. Yeah? Yeah. Well, that's Marlon and Dory from Finding Nemo. And dress up like a couple of fish. (laughs) <laughs> How about Spongebob and Patrick Starr? Spongebob Squarepants and Patrick Starr. Could you see yourself doing that, Chris Port? Which no, one sir. would you which one would you be? Your girlfriend says we're going to SpongeBob and, and Patrick Starr. Which one would you be? Like I said, I would be SpongeBob. Rick and Morty is 28. Shrek and Donkey is 27. Wayne and Garth. Oh yes. That's still happening, huh? Yes. I have friends who did a couple's costume. She was Garth. He was Wayne. It was so... I loved it. It was so cute. Thelma and Louise. Bonnie and Clyde. Brian and Stewie from Family Guy. (laughs) Wish you'd guessed that one, haven't you? Well, I think mine's going to be higher on the list. Do you? Yeah. Did you choose Steve McQueen and his stunt driver? 
<laughs> I did not. Bill Hickman was his stunt driver. I Is that who not. you chose? Yes, no. Oh, no. oh, oh, okay. Right. I didn't choose Steve McQueen and Link Allie McGraw. and Princess Zelda from The Legend of Zelda. Frodo Baggins and something else. Bud and Luke. Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Wow. Even my grandparents think that's too old. Oh, seriously. <laughs> Felix and Oscar from The Odd Couple. Lucy and Ricky from I Love Lucy. Holmes and Watson. Dash it. <laughs> Elementary. <laughs> Jules and Vincent from Pulp Fiction. Woody and Buzz. Mm. Kirk and Spock. Doc and Marty from Back to the Future. Joey and Chandler from Friends. We're into the top ten here. You ready? And no one has has rung out. No one has rung out, Chris. Feel strong about yours still? Very. (laughs) The tenth most popular couple's costume to go this Halloween is John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Neat. All I can say is if mine isn't on the list, this list has suddenly, no suddenly, <laughs> now he's laying out conditions. None. Uh-huh. Why are you getting nervous? You should be more confident yours hasn't been named yet because you were certain that yours would be high Because it's list. not on the list, uh, just like I told you from uh, the beginning on this thing. Well, you got Lennon and McCartney. Jesus. <laughs> and, and, and as ridiculous as Lennon and McCartney is, I bet Lennon and McCartney is still somehow... A million times more culturally revel- relevant than what you chose. Lennon and Marx would be Tell more me what appropriate now. Uh, uh, Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein. Didn't make it. What? Didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> this list is crap. And like I said, culturally relevant. Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein from like 1933. You got Abbott and Costello. Yeah. And you've got... Sooner than 1933. <laughs> yeah. I cracked on the Abbott and Costello one. You heard me. Yes, I And did. you decided I'll go older. Oh, well, I went more iconic. I mean, Frankenstein is Halloween. Halloween is Frankenstein. You First of all, sir, in defending your choice, it's not Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster, monster, which you have... I'm I'm assuming you chose the monster. I did. That's not what you said. Yeah. Yeah, you would have been DQ'd on that one, buddy. You know, Frankenstein was the scientist who created the monster, so yeah. technically your selection of your costume is incorrect. Well, the and, movie was the and Bride of Frankenstein. Hopelessly old. Mm, uh, yeah. What'd you say? Well, the movie was The Bride of Frankenstein, and it didn't say asterisk. Frankenstein's monster. I, I can't help that you fell in with the crowd of ignorant people that's your fault not mine read a book yeah seriously <laughs> educate yourself well, don't some... don't go swim with the masses well if they write here's the number book, nine scooby-doo and shaggy uh-huh. i told you he wasn't going to be on this the list. is such a stu- marvelous list if, my, if mine is on it snoopy and woodstock tom and jerry romeo and juliet uh-huh. Well, that's going uh, back. Uh, way, that's, way, way that's, back. Is, is, is Julius and Ethel Rosenberg next? How is uh, Romeo, how's Romeo and Juliet going so far back? That's that's going further back than even Boyer's reference of Frankenstein. They don't thought, know, do they? I was thinking of the 90s. Yeah, you guys, you, you, you've forgotten that. Oh. Leonardo and Gwyneth, Claire, Claire and it's Danes. very popular. Claire Danes, come on. Uh, Wake up, fellas! Leo. Right, okay. Try and live in the real world. Whatever. Uh, Bert? 
and Ernie. <laughs> oh, God. Hmm? All right. What are we down to? Number four. Oh, boy. C-3PO and R2-D2. Okay, mm. here. Now we're getting warm. Come on. Number three. Mario and Luigi. Oh, yes. Is that, that yours? No, but it's just uh, totally yeah. still a thing right now. Yeah, it's very popular right now. Up to number two and up for number one. Chainsaw, <sighs> yeah. not a chance for you. Well, oh, come on. You heard me. But, You're but, not but, going. I got the thing here. You're not. I wrote it down. I circled it. Tell me what it is. It's Han Solo and Princess Leia. All right. And what about you? I put Homer and Marge Simpson. Homer and Marge Simpson, not on the list. What? Oh, you didn't say that about mine. Batman and Robin, oh. number two. Come on. Han Solo. And who did you say? I said Princess Leia. No. Oh. Oh. Well, who else could it be? They're not the couple. Oh. Well, she said, I love you, and he said, I know it. But they're not something. the couple. I know it. They're not the couple. Who, I, 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 that's all I know. Han and Chewbacca are the couple. Oh. That bromance. <laughs> So, no, no, no. Strike one, strike two, strike three. Out, out, out. This list is bunk. Clean sweep. (laughs) Frankenstein. (laughs) (laughs) He did this on purpose. This list is bunk, he declared. Chaseau is going to relive the glory of Saturday night in the gas lamp next year. Chain, chain, chain. We're talking sports now with the KJ Big Ol' Welcome morning and thank you, David. And hello again, everybody in the sports world. Two in scoring position. Two balls and two strikes. Jay Cronenworth's two-run single that gave the Padres a 5-3 lead over the Dodgers Saturday night in Game 4 of the National League Divisional Series. And with Petco Park already going bonkers, Suarez and then Josh Hader closed it out. One strike away. Hader to Freeman. Bauer, the uh, Padres take the series three games to one, setting up a game one of a best of seven National League Championship Series Tuesday night at Petco Park. Game one against the Philadelphia Phillies, who eliminated the defending champion Atlanta uh, Braves. Yes, fluffy. Uh, First pitch, 5.03 our time tomorrow night on Fox Sports 1. In the American League Championship Series, the Houston Astros will play the winner of the Yankees-Guardians series, which is tied 2-2 after last night's 4-2 Yankees victory. Game 5 is tonight at 4.07 our time, weather permitting, and I mean New York for that. I mean, it, it could rain all day here, uh, and that would probably not affect the game uh, at Yankee Stadium. Thank you for that. So was Jay Cronenworth's two-RBI single the greatest hit in Padres history? It sure felt that way at the time. I'm going to say top three. Just ahead of Ken Caminiti's blast in Atlanta in Game 1 of the 1998 
NLCS. Here comes a 3-1 to Caminiti. There's a high fly ball to deep center field. Way back, way back, and it's gone! A home run for Caminiti! And the Padres reclaim the lead 3-2. How much did he get? He got it all. Oh, oh, oh yeah, we stole game one of that NLCS that, that really sparked the Padres into the World Series uh, in, that, in that NLCS anyway. But the greatest Padre hit still has to be Steve Garvey's home run in game four of the 1984 NLCS at Jack Murphy Stadium, which lifted the Padres into a Game 5 the next day, which they won and went to the World Series. Yeah. Deep right field. Way back. Cotto gone back to the wall. It's gone! Home run, Garvey! And there will be tomorrow! Cookie Randolph, I'd like to thank you for all the instruction and help that you've given me through the years. Because if it wasn't for you, I never would have made it in that's, baseball. That's or in life, for that 100%. matter. So, Cookie Randolph, thanks for everything. You're welcome, Steve. And you're welcome, Padre fans everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. In the NFL yesterday, the Philadelphia Eagles improved to a league-best 6-0 after fallacing Dallas. Uh, the New York Jets are now 4-2 after fudging the Packers 27-10. Aaron Rodgers is 3-3. Three three. The Bills piled up on Kansas Shitty 24 to Chad. The Rams peated Carolina 24-10. And Pittsburgh booted the Buccaneers 20-18. Tom Tom Brady was seen screaming at his offensive linemen on the sidelines. Was it about their terrible blocking for him? Or was he venting about his home life? You know, I mean, we've read his lips, so we kind of have some clues there. And you don't care about anyone but yourself. I will never it could go either way, I think. Uh, big Monday night matchup. The 3-2 and two Chargers host the 2-3 and three Broncos. Meanwhile, in the rash at all that. I was a huge sports fan growing up. Loved baseball. Collected baseball cards for years. They were my favorite thing. I spent all my money on them. And I was uh, going through my collection recently, and I realized that they're just pictures of dudes. <laughs> Like, no one told me I was collecting thousands and thousands of tiny wallet-sized portraits of athletic men. (laughs) With their height and weight written on the back of them. Now, I keep them in pages of nine so everyone could see nine guys at once. Like, these are my Seattle boys. (laughs) All these guys are from Chicago. And here's a picture of Frank Thomas stretching his quads. Put it in the hard case. It's a strange thing to hoard, is what I'm saying. You know, beneath my mattress so no one can get to him. Like, oh, don't paint the corners. That's my favorite man. Leave him where he is. And no one told me that it's, like, strange or irrelevant because they're pictures of professional athletes, so it's normal, I guess. But if I was collecting Polaroids of local softball players, (laughs) people would have a problem with that. Basketball Association. (laughs) Uh, it's going to be a tough choice tomorrow night. Uh, the Padres-Phillies uh, playoff game or the Lakers and Warriors tipping off the regular season. Gee. I don't know what to do. It's a quandary. In other sports, David. Chainsaw and I like to pre- present a uh, united front mm-hmm. with you, Jade. I agree with you. You say you agree with that. what I say. We try, yes. We have a disagreement. We keep it for off the air. Yes. But boy, did you blow it. What did I do? Blow it. Steve Garvey, mm-hmm. the home run yeah. as the Padres' franchise greatest hit. I don't think so. All right, winning 
run at second base. The base hit right now from Aki Sinfraka will win the game. You gotta figure he'll choke Buck Bicep after all. He's filling in for Ken Caminiti. The pressure will make him whiff. What kind of name is Aki Sinfraco anyway? I think it's Ag Racer. The Polish or Italian or one of them, Cookie. Ah, whatever. Arky Schmarky. Hurry up and get out so a real batter can give it a try. <laughs> Here's the pitch. I stand corrected. <laughs> Jeez. I know. I, I'm, 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 I mean, I don't like to do it on the air, but man, oh man, that one could not wait. It was deserved. <laughs> 732, nine seconds. This is your 1015 KGBFM Sports Network. Did you talk about the Tennessee-Alabama game this weekend? I have not. You know, Alabama, no one beats Alabama. That's no. just all there is to it. You Ever. just can't beat them. Uh-huh. But Tennessee went into Alabama and beat them on a last-minute field goal. And the fans of Tennessee went old school and tore down the goalposts. Uh-huh. I don't know how they do it in a modern day stadium because you got to think those goalposts are anchored in cement or something. I don't know. It's got to be quite a job. Right. But they tore down the goalposts, <laughs> which is one thing. But then they carried them out of the stadium and threw them in the river. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, they're going to find now the Tennessee football program $100,000. Because, you know, that Alabama football program is just barely squeaking by. They yeah. don't have the kind of money that it takes to replace a couple of That's true. field goal poles. They're squeaking <laughs> by, folks. I've never seen a show of in-your-face like that in a long time. Is- they tore down the goalposts, carried them out of the stadium, and threw them in the river. <laughs> I thoroughly disapprove, but that was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I want to know your thoughts. Should we do a 10-lister poll on who's the MVP? Sure. Don't you think? A 10-lister poll right now. Come on. You know you watched this weekend, and uh, you saw greatness happening from this whole team. That was the most exciting thing. It really started to show up during the Mets series. It's like they played as a team. Mm Mm-hmm. It's hard to pick one person out who stood out. Yeah. But you get to make a vote right now. So 888-570-1015 is a direct connect here on his 10-listener poll. And uh, we'll all make our own vote here. In fact, Chris Boyer wants to be first. Yeah, but I would say Mark Grant for his uh, excellence in play calling. Okay, he wasn't there and didn't do anything. Thanks a lot for showing up. What do you think, Chainsaw? Who do you like? <laughs> Uh, for this particular series, Jake Cronenworth. Jake. For the Mets, it was Grisham, but for this no, one. No, no, just this, the, the this NLDS. It's Jake. Jake. Yeah. Five RBI, batted 438. I mean, come on. He's just too good. He's so cool. Who and do you he, like, sir? And he had the big hit. Yeah. Who do you like, sir? Yeah, the cross Jake. zone. Yeah. Jake, for sure. Me too. I love that guy. All right. That's our vote. But, of course, 
Our vote doesn't matter. That's true. Only the vote of the audience on the 10 listener poll. So who will you vote for? Will you vote for firing Shauna Moran? Will you vote for bringing back <laughs> Berger and Prescott? Yeah. Or any of the numerous people who don't and won't work here again? Uh-uh. You mean O'Reilly is not going to... There's no chance for O'Reilly? There's no chance oh. for O'Reilly oh, or God, Emily a, or oh, any of these. Oh, no, God, no, 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 no. But hurts. vote for him, sure. Okay, yeah. all right. Because okay. it's original. <laughs> Hi, you're on the 10 list poll. What do you say? Hello? Time on the call. That's a rough start. Hello, you're on the 10 list poll. What do you say? Uh-oh. Please. Please. Is it a volume thing? Is it even working? Is no. it on? I, it was working earlier. I took phone calls. Do you want me to check my end and see if I can get them? Yeah. Hi, you're on the DSC. You know, I was taking phone calls earlier. I know you were at work. Okay, line six. I just grabbed line six. I just, that sure. person could hear me. Hello. What's the matter? This. This is the matter. Because it works and then it doesn't. Whenever it feels like it. Let me see if the, let me see if the other phone works. Can we try the other phone? I'll try the other one, okay? Hi, you're on the 10 lister poll. Can I come in there and kick its ass real quick? You already kicked its ass. It, it was needs working until another you, ass kicking. But it was working until you kicked its ass. No, it failed. The whole thing shut down. Better come in here and working. kick its ass. Boy, do you want a second vote? Uh, no. Come on. You didn't watch a single game, did you? Did not, sir. Mm. Didn't come in on my hill. Did the radio? Yes, but I didn't know where to hear it. Oh, uh, that's, come a hard, that's a hard on. one. Yeah, well, it sounds like you really were diehard trying. <laughs> and of course, there's our little bars and stuff uh, down at the. He had something to do, Chainsaw. Okay, all right. Okay, thank you. He and his all girlfriend right. were working on those uh, Bride of Frankenstein costumes <laughs> for Halloween. Lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you're on the 10 list poll. What do you say? Hey, I just wanted to let him know that uh, Tennessee played at Tennessee. So they tore their own. Oh, I thought it was Alabama. Okay. All right. Very good. Thank you. Hi, you're on the 10 list poll. What do you say? Bring back the backwash. (laughs) (laughs) That's another great idea that's never going to (laughs) happen. Hi, you're on the 10 list poll. What do you say? Hey, I'm going to go with Darvish. You got us our first win. He kind of kicked off the uh, winning tradition again. You, Darvish, is the vote chainsaw. Keep score for me, okay? So far, it's the backwash. One vote. (laughs) Yes. You Darvish. One vote. One vote. Yes. Hello, you're on the 10 list poll. What do you say? Yeah, Kevin Edger and W Trends. We got a format change. <laughs> Stay tuned for Omar's totally not big stories, Kevin Edger. Hello, you're on the 10 list poll. What do you say? <laughs> okay. You guys are what happened? so disturbed. Well, our listeners. What happened? Like was that a vote? He's in the middle of something. Was that someone's last words? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. All right. I'm asking you, who is the MVP for this series between the Padres and the Dodgers? Hello, you're on the 10 list poll. What do you say? Great juice. That's a good vote. Hello, you're on the 10 list poll. What do you say? I got a What's your secret? I can't tell you my secret. Tell me who you would vote for. I don't want to tell you. 
Hello, you're on the Tenless Report. What do you say? Time on the caller. Hello, you're on the Tenless Report. What do you say? He started it. Hello, you're on the Tenless Report. What do you say? I say chainsaw taking a facial is the MVP. Yes. What? Taking it versus giving it. Because remember, he likes <laughs> both. Context. Yes, the context is he likes getting up and he likes giving them. Well, that's the vote. exact context right a, there. I got an MVP vote, and that's all I'm <laughs> Tied with Darvish. That's right. All right. Trying to figure out who you like for the MVP. What do you say? I say don't forget he likes anal, too. Okay, all right. That's context as well. But I got two votes. I'm leading now. Hello, you're on the 10 Lester Paul. What do you say? And I don't like Tammy Faye Vicky. She scares me. <laughs> Poor Shane. He's afraid of Tammy Faye Vicky. Oh, yes. Tammy Faye Vicky came home wearing mother's clothes. It's very <laughs> She's frightening. She's going to come back later this week for the playoffs. I know. Run, hide. Hello, you're on the 10 Lester Paul. What do you say? Hi, this is Debbie. I'd like to vote for this Tinkles. For MVP. Thank you. Mr. Tinkles. Yeah. Huh? Yep. MVP would be most valuable. Well, I shouldn't say that. Say it, Debbie. Uh, say it, Debbie. What was she going to say? Say it. Well, it's a cat. I can't. I can't. Say it. Say it. Don't make me say it. Say it, Debbie. Okay. Most valuable pussy. <laughs> Debbie, you naughty girl. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you're on the 10 list. Paul, what do you say? I don't have time. Damn it. Oh, this isn't even a request line. I better put this on hold. Better take that one. That's an outside line. Some sort of emergency breaking in. Hello. Hello, you're on the 10 list. Paul, what do you say? I say it's Vicky Suhorna who got drunk and and started off the seventh inning rally. Yes. That's true. Hello. All right. Damn right. (laughs) Hello, you're on the 10 Lister Poll. What do you say? I don't know. The Tiger Cubs. Hello. <laughs> you're on the 10 Lister Poll. What do you say? I still have a secret. Damn it. Darn it. Hello. You're on the 10 Lister Poll. What do you say? Let Tammy Faye Horpants come out to play. All right. Hello, you're on the 10 Lister Poll. Who do you think is the MVP? I'm going to have to throw it to Grisham this year. All right. This series. All right. Good choice. I like it. Thank you. Hello. You're on the 10 Lister Poll. Who do you vote for MVP? The duck? Is he yes. saying the goose? The, the duck? Goose. The goose. Yeah. All right. Hello, you're on the town, Mr. Paul. What do you say? You know, there's been a lot of good players going on this year. You know, you- time on the call. Oh my God. Hello, you're on the town, Mr. Paul. What do you say? Oh, I think. Uh, hello, Dr. Tony. <laughs> That's who I think is MVP. <laughs> Hello, you're on the 10 Lister poll. What is that, 1990? Yes. Yeah. Hello. Trent Grisham. Thank you. Hello, you're on the 10 Lister poll. What do you say? Darvish. Thank you. Hello, you're on the 10 Lister poll. What do you say for MVP? Jake. Jake. Jake, my friend. Cronenberg. Hello, you're on the 10 Lister poll. Darvish. What are we at? Am I done? No, we have six. Six I have down, six? four to go. All right. Yeah. Hello, you're on the 10 Lister poll. What do you say? I don't want to be in the poll. I want the poll in me. (laughs) (laughs) Noted. (laughs) 
Hello, you're on the 10 Lister poll. Hello, you're on the 10 Lister poll. What do you say? I have a boyfriend. Hello, you're on the 10 Lister poll. What do you say? Bread. Yeah. Hello, you're on the 10 Lister poll. What do you say? Captain Crunch. Hello, you're on the 10 Lister poll. What do you say? The Rally Goose. Hello, you're on the 10 Lister poll. What do you say? You Hello, you're on the Tellister <laughs> poll. What do you say? Moist vagina. Grow up, everybody. Yes, moist vagina gets a vote. Yes. Should the goose <laughs> count as an official vote or should we keep it with humans? I, I think the goose and the vagina both get a vote. Oh, well, then we're pretty much done here. What do we got? Who's the winner? Darvish was three. Darvish got three. Yeah. Was Moist Vagina in second? It got two. <laughs> Ghost Duck got two. Cookie's Anal Facials got two. <laughs> I got a secret got it, but I don't know. It's Darvish. Darvish, all right. It's a good vote. I like it. How about the umpire that gave Joe Musgrove an ear massage? Ooh, oh, that was the mess. That was the mess. That was the mess. Yeah, yeah sorry. Wrong series. My bad. Yeah. Pay attention, Dave. And how about that 8 o'clock hour grandiversary keyword? Ready for it? It's cash. C-A-S-H, cash. That's our word. Right now, 101kgb.com. Go to our website, enter that word, cash, for 1000 bucks that we're giving away every hour, and that's 13 times today, $13,000. How can you not win? A moderate effort. Virtually guarantees that you're going to win this time around here on the Grandiversary. All throughout the day here, right at the top of the hour, we announce a brand new keyword. And there it is, cash for this hour. Just enter that at 101kgb.com. I'm going to get into superstitions that we all used and were successful with this weekend in this matchup against the Dodgers. But before I do that, I want you to know that not only was... uh, Tammy Faye whore pants out on the warpath. And uh, she was uh, one of the top vote getters or MVP for standing in the lucky spot at a sports bar while she guzzled her tequila shots. But I heard there was another example of we put it out there and suddenly you live it in real life. It always seems to be you who lives these things in real life right after we put it out there. I feel like I'm jinxed. I feel like it's a thing, and I'm always worried when we talk about certain things. I'm like, oh, great. When is this going to happen to me? Because it is consistent. A lot. A lot. Yeah. So one of the things that we spoke about most recently that happened to Sarah this weekend is you take a big bite of a gross, gobby thing, and it's got to get out of your mouth. Yeah. Oh, okay. You remember the debate yeah. that we had on right, this? Right, right. It was, it was some sort of crazy debate. How do you get the gob, the bad bite gob, out of your mouth? I'll remind you that Chainsaw recommended you barehand the gob straight out of your mouth Stick it in a napkin, put the napkin in your pocket, make your way to the men's room and dispose of it. Like a, like a magician, sleight of hand. Yeah. Yes. Sarah, I believe, recommended using the napkin to retrieve the gob from your mouth. Yes. And then, sorry, bus boy, but you're used to it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Chris Boyer said, what you do is you take the fork 
a clean fork, you re-stab the gob that's in your mouth, pluck the gob from your mouth, and deposit the gob on the side of your plate. Yes. And it turns out that that is exactly what Emily Post says to do. Hmm? That's disgusting. It's obvious. It's not stealth. It's an abomination. So everyone had a different method of getting the gob out of your mouth. Sure enough, Sarah goes out for dinner on Saturday night, and uh, she becomes victim of the unwanted gob in her mouth. Tell me what happened. All right, so we were out at this lovely restaurant. It was, like, so nice. We really shouldn't have been there. but You shouldn't was, have been there. It was a nice, fancy date night. We don't go to many nice places like this uh, very lobster. often. No, nicer than that. And, you know, I mean, there were nice dressed people there. There were people like the table next to us was just this foursome. And they were a little bit older than us, but just fabulous and so well dressed in their manners. And they just, you know, it was just. What what happened there? You were you were admiring these people. I was like, I couldn't stop staring at them, especially the women. They were just they're probably in their mid 50s, but they looked like they were maybe 40. You, could, you know what I mean? They just yeah. I was like, I, I hope I age like them. All their secrets they're doing. I just was I kept staring at them because they were, they were so looking good. good looking. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a beautiful foursome. I was like, oh, my God. Were they having fun? Yeah, they're having a great time. Mm-hmm. And then I even heard the guy say to one of the wives at one point, like, oh, this is why I love you. Well, Bussy, oh, my God. Just, like, gushing over her. And I'm like, really oh, nice. I love them. Nice. But <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I was like, I want to be like them. But they were just different level. They were just totally above us. I knew that. So we get our food, and... I'm done with my plate for the most part. And Chip's food came with a side of these roasted potatoes. And he's not a fan of roasted potatoes. He likes them mashed. And so they were there at the end of the plate. And he was like, if you want any of these, you can have some. Because he knows that I like roasted potatoes. I was full. So I was like, okay, I just want one bite. And so I went and I forked a potato. And I put it in my mouth. And I chewed down the first chew Something went wrong. Uh oh. Something was not right. Something went really wrong. Something was really wrong. Was it a potato? It was not a potato. Uh oh. So it looked like a potato. It did. But it wasn't a a potato. It was not a potato. Mm. There must have been a moment of dread that washed over you instantly. It kind of was juicy and there was a squirt in my mouth Mm. that I wasn't expecting. That's not Mm. supposed to happen till later. And mind you, I was two tequilas in. So in the real, you know, in the real world world, guys, it's po- cute. Potatoes don't squirt. They don't squirt. Mm-mm. So I knew, I knew something was wrong and I couldn't swallow this. It was, mm. it had to come out. Now, we talked about last week what you do in that situation. Well, cute, you guys. That's it's easy to say what to do when you're not in the moment and it needs to eject immediately. You think you'll have time to quietly pull up your napkin or maybe excuse yourself to the bathroom and spit it in the toilet. What about the fork into the, fork the mouth? Fork back in the mouth. Mm-hmm. That's not real life. You know what happens in real life? You go, oh you my panic. god. Oh my god, ew, and you spit it. <laughs> you spit it into your hand. Did the attractive people see this ugly incident? If my stupid mouth wouldn't have been like, oh my God, ew, and made so much noise, not all four of their heads may not have looked over because all four of their heads looked over. Oh, no. 
and then and then you have to get it out of your hand, so you just plop it on the plate. <laughs> hey, so yeah. then, impressive. <laughs> it's right there. And they saw. What do you think? Then, what do you think it was? Oh, I know what it was. What was it? What is what is sausage? Ooh. What is sausage doing on a plate that's supposed to be roasted potatoes? Oh, I'll tell you what it's doing. It's getting ordered by me. That sounds good. Anything it wants. Uh, mm-hmm. That on. sounds yummy. No. No, no, no. Last time I even tried sausage. It's been over a decade. Don't even know last time Ooh, I I'm ever. I'm excited put- now. Ugh. Sausage and potatoes yeah. mixed up together. Yeah, and wow. you can't get that taste out of your mouth. It's very nice. meaty and just bleh. Damn you it. don't like it. I think I'm going to make that for dinner. No. Just sausage and potato <laughs> gobs. Oh, my God. You guys want to come over? It sounds yeah. good, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what can I bring? So you didn't uh, you didn't play it off well. Not at all. Mm. And the the fabulously attractive foursome all saw you yeah. make a noise and hork up the gob. Yeah, and the one girl. I mean, they didn't raise that much because there were some definitely fillers in there. But her eyebrows, I did see them raise a little bit. Mm. I hope they don't have a radio show. I hope that foursome doesn't have a radio show or a podcast and they're bad-mouthing us someplace today. What was she doing there? Uh, What was she doing there in our beautiful place? Smeared it. It was not good. It was so embarrassing. Bummer. Was that the end of the night? That was the end of the restaurant moment right then? the end of the restaurant. Guess where Mm. we went? We went downstairs to help the Padres win after that. That's where you became the superstitious good luck charm, right? Yes. You found yourself standing in a spot when all of a sudden the luck changed. And your husband said, we're not going anywhere. Don't move. (laughs) In the moment, he recognized your critical role. And he said to you, we can't move. Right. And he started ordering up tequila for you to keep you planted. Yeah. How about that? Uh-huh. And you feel confident that that was a, uh, you feel superstitious or not, that that was the good luck charm. It absolutely was. It was out of a movie scene. I get yeah. the shot. I take the shot. I slam it down. And then seconds later, the bar erupts with a roar because something just happened. Yeah, it had to be Cronenworth. That was insane. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, you asked people to tell us what kind of superstitions and good luck exercises they employed this weekend, right? Yep. And you got a lot of response. Teresa said, I changed the channel intermittently throughout game two, and they won. So I did it again for game three because they were down two to nothing. Look at that. It worked again. So do I need to do that for the Philly series too? Oh, yes. Whatever you were doing, Teresa, that worked. You're doing that again. It's a group effort because if one of you stops, one of us, you know. Yeah. So keep it up, Teresa. Yeah. Bromo and I together, uh, we text throughout the games, and he and I both tuned out the game when it was three to nothing. Uh, Tuned away to the old man channel for about uh, 20 minutes or so. And when I came back, it was in the middle of the seventh inning. It was three to three. We had stayed away long enough to bring the good luck back and got to see all the fun, exciting stuff. We will continue to do our part. Just so you know. Philip says, I have a coin that my best friend made for me. I've kept it on me every game after beating the Dodgers. I'm going to have it surgically attached. I like that. Although that is not what you, maybe not. Yeah, you're changing it. You're changing the routine, yeah. Philip. Just keep it on you. Don't yeah. have it attached. Right. Just keep it on you. Edmundo said, my superstition 
My good luck superstition is to drink heavily. <laughs> I faded out in the fifth and sixth inning, but I woke up refreshed in the seventh, and I celebrated the victory. Go Padres. Way to go, Edmundo. We recommend you continue that. For the Phillies starting tomorrow. What is it, like a 5 o'clock game tomorrow? 5.03. Oh, I beg your pardon. Yeah. Don't be early. Get it right. Don't waste your time. Michelle said, in the seventh inning, I turned off the television in case I'm a jinx. And then I found out we won. I get it, Michelle. I've done the same thing. I would rather deny myself the thrill of watching the game as long as I pull myself away if I feel like I'm being the jinx on the game. You do that? I do that. Romo and I both thought we were jinxing the game. We tuned out. We came back. See that we win. Christian said, when the Chargers were here, I made a habit of calling the hotel that the Raiders stayed in at the 3 o'clock in the morning with a bomb threat. Oh, those were good the good times. <laughs> Kim says, uh, my superstition changed depending on what was going on. I wore a certain shirt during the series against the Mets. For the series with L.A., I had to watch with my son and my husband. Don't ask me why, Dave. I'm not going to challenge it. I absolutely will not challenge it. Whatever you did is working. Sandra says, Dave, believe it or not, I do not watch the games on TV. If I watch on TV, they lose. When I go in person, they do not. So my family makes sure I don't watch the games on TV and they get me tickets to go. All right, very good. <laughs> Pretty good scam. Stacy says, I do nothing because my husband always turns the TV off halfway through because he thinks he knows how it pans out. <laughs> Super farty. Hmm. And Andy says, when Kim came up in the seventh, I looked at the TV and I said, come on, Kim. You haven't done crap all series. He must have heard me. And the embarrassment caused him to try harder. Good work, people. I think there's no question that we all did our part. You sure did. And the Chainsaw will talk Padres and all sports next. She
are rock and roll. Brian Adams on the DSC show. Dear Dave, I haven't changed my panties since the playoffs started. My wife hates it, but you're welcome. Love your show. Chris from Chula Vista. about that, Sarah? Would you do that? If you if you were told that not changing your panties since the playoffs started was the good luck charm, would you be able to do that? Sorry, Padres, you're going down. Oh, no. Hey, no. Hey, you're not going down if you no. don't change your panties. You're not willing to do what it takes? No. You're not willing to do your part? It's a gross boy thing. Girls don't do that. <laughs> Boyer would do it. Sure, why not? Boyer would do it even even if there was no good luck charm. He just (laughs) would do it. He would just do it on a whim. That's right. Listen, if you fold them up and they don't crack, you can wear them again. All right. That's a good household (laughs) tip. Sometimes you found that your panties crack like kindling wood. Yeah. Well, once or twice. They snap. Yeah. It's a shame when you're taking off your panties and you drop them and they break. <laughs> Shattered pants again? What'll it be next year, Chainsaw? We are fewer than 33 hours from first pitch at mm. Petco. The Astros are waiting to see who they play in the ALCS. And what was Tom Tom screaming? Yeah, what was he screaming about? Come on! Kevin, is that you? I'm here. What's up, buddy? So uh, a bunch of us had gathered on Saturday night to watch the game. And these are friends that I used to tailgate with at the Charger game. So we are well adverse in sports superstition. Mm. Uh, good. And nothing no, nothing is working. Yeah, you know, we're accusing people of not standing in the right place, mm-hmm. not uh, waving their towel correctly. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, uh, this is all finally, legitimate. My, my best friend's younger sister, you know, and these things come out of anywhere. My best friend's younger sister, she starts into a chant. If you want to score a run, you got to hit the ball. If you want to score a run, you got to hit the ball. Next thing we know, Kim doubles, scores, and it powers us through the seventh inning. So I love it. We've already made plans to gather for the next game. Defer to her when the chant needs to start, but we are, we are locked in and we're ready. And don't change a word of the chant. Of course not. We wrote it down immediately. That's good. Let me hear it again. If you want to score a run, you got to hit the ball. Okay. Let's make sure that we have that right. Don't change a word because if you change the slightest thing about that, it could be a whammy. It could become a good luck charm that works for the opposition. You know how all this works. Who am I talking to? I'm Anything talking to you. Yeah. could happen. Right. Yeah. I get it. I like your respect for the superstition. Obviously, it worked. Thank you, and thank you to everyone who invented that chat and, and sang it along so perfectly. All right, Dave, I love your show. I love yours. Thanks a lot, Kevin. I've already forgotten what it is, so I'm just leaving it to him. Okay. I'm leaving it to Kevin and his okay. team. All right, let's get a sports update with the Chainsaw now here on the KGB. Good morning. Good morning, and thank you, David. And hello again, everybody, in the sports world. Two in scoring position. Two balls and two strikes. Quarter to center field. Padres take the lead. Kim is in. Here comes Soto. Off the mound. 5-3 Padres. 
That was Jay Cronenworth's two-run single that gave the Padres a 5-3 lead over the Dodgers Saturday night at Petco Park in Game 4 of the National League Divisional Series. And with Petco Park already quaking, Josh Hader closed it out. One strike away. Hader to Freeman. He struck it out for the first time in 24 years. The San Diego Padres are headed to the National League Championship Series. Yes, the Padres take that series three games to one, setting up game one of a best-of-seven National League Championship Series. Tuesday night at Petco. Game one against the Philadelphia Phillies, who eliminated the defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves. First pitch, 5.03 our time on Fox Sports 1 tomorrow night at Petco. Padres manager Bob Melvin, or Bo Mel, as I call him, we're very, very close, okay? Uh, Bo Mel and I. Uh, we're on the phone chatting last night, and uh, he told me what to expect tomorrow night. I said I don't want to get into it. Yeah, I respect <laughs> that. I respect that because he wants to keep it secret. <laughs> In the American League Championship Series, the Houston Astros will play the winner of the Yankees-Guardian Series, which is tied 2-2 after last night's 4-2 Yankees win. Game 5 is tonight at 4.30 our time. A weather permitting. In the NFL yesterday. Yeah, there was NFL. Good games. Well, some of them. The Philadelphia Eagles improved to a league-best 6-0 after midnighting the Cowboys. And some other surprising winning teams, surprisingly winning teams. The New York Giants are 5-1. The Jets are 4-2 after beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers yesterday. Which means the Antichrist is already among us, and our window to defeat him is closing fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Buffalo chundered the Chiefs 24-20. The Rams finered Carolina uh, 24-10. And the Steelers dollar per corn cobbed the Buccaneers 20-18. Tom Tom Brady was seen screaming at his offensive lineman on the sidelines. Now, he's been doing that for years, but people tracking his troubled marriage are reading something else into it, especially when you read his lips and here's what he said. Wow, and that's ironic. It was his desire to play football that got him to the point uh, in his relationship that uh, where he resides now. Yeah. Big Monday night matchup. The 3-2 and two Chargers host the 2-3 and three Broncos tonight. Meanwhile, in the National Valley. Sometimes you feel dumb. You ever try to read a book and the opening quote before the book even starts is too much for you to understand? <laughs> I have horrible anxiety. My friend told me I should meditate, so I went to the bookstore. I picked up the meditation book. Page one, it said, only that day dawns to which you are awake. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) well, this book is for somebody else. (laughs) I'm having a panic attack trying to break down the first sentence in this book. I don't really understand meditation. My friend goes, you have anxiety? You should meditate. Oh, I should sit? Alone in a room with nothing but my thoughts. <laughs> What's your cure for my ADD? Sudoku? I don't really. <laughs> my friend goes, Meditation's easy. You just lay still with your eyes closed for like an hour. I was like, Yeah, isn't that a nap? <laughs> that seems awfully similar to a nap. He goes, No, it's different. You let your mind wander wherever it goes. Yeah, that's a dream. <laughs> That's a nap featuring a dream that you're referring to. I've been doing that since I was a fetus. It doesn't help anxiety. Basketball Association.
I need to take a crap and a nap, and I do not need an audience. Uh, the Lakers and Warriors tip off the regular season tomorrow night, which... No one cares! Not in this town tomorrow night. In other sports, David. Tracy, I can't There's believe There's a reason that women live say. longer, Mark. Let me tell you. It is because we are stronger yes. and we are happier at the end of the day than most men. And that yes. is factual, and you know it. When, when men are married to women who scream like you, they just want to die sooner. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. I'm sorry you had to hear that, Sarah. And this is your 1015 KGBFM Sports Network. Oh, my. The Chainsaw brought to you by DSC on the KGB. Here's more from our audience who are all single-handedly responsible for their superstitions that won the series against the Dodgers this weekend. Dear Dave, I asked my mom, who recently passed away, to put in a word with a big guy to give them a win. Did you see the rainbow at the start of the game? <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Cool. You're welcome. There she was. And go Padres. That's Kim checking in. Thank you, Kim. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God, I love rainbows and unicorns. I know, right? <laughs> Good morning, Dave. I fell asleep during the game. I woke up when they were tying it in the seventh. Now I've got tickets for the game on Tuesday. Does that need? Does that mean I need to fall asleep at the game? Yes. <laughs> yes, whatever it takes. Uh, Dave, the thing is I sleep naked. So, <laughs> yes. Do it. It means... Everything you think it does, Mark. Thank you. Even better. Yes, very much. Uh, dear Dave, here is a picture of my shrine. And this is from uh, Lister Tom, who has three of those uh, Virgin Mary um, religious candles, his Padre hat, a red, looks like a gala apple, and a chocolate cookie. Okay. Okay. That's a good shrine. Yeah. I like it. Cookies and apples by candlelight with his favorite Padre That's hat. That's right. That's lovely. Um, Tom, those candles must never go out. <laughs> they must stay lit the entire time. I mean, you're going to have to do something like, uh, what is the what is the Jewish holiday where the the lamp from the the oil from the lamp burned for seven days? It was Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Yeah, exactly. That's got to be Hanukkah. You can't let these candles go out. They must stay lit the entire time. Um, and then I got this from, uh, Major Thomas, Thomas Toe, who writes to me all the time here. He says, Dave, this doesn't have to be on the air, but I'm just super excited since you said you'll be at the game tomorrow. Actually, Sarah's going tomorrow. I'm going on Wednesday. Uh, you might like to know that one of your listeners and future Hall of Famers will be singing God Bless America at the game tomorrow. Is that right? Awesome! Is Major Tom singing? Well, I don't know who it's going to be. But it all adds up to a good time. Thank you, Tom. It's KGB. From 101.5, it's KGB, the home of the grand anniversary. Going to have a brand new keyword for you coming up in less than 10 minutes here. That's a thousand bucks for you. Doing that all day long. We just started it up today, and there's no end in sight. Over a trillion dollars for something like that is what we're giving away this go around. Yes, it's quite a bit. Well, no one's helping you out with this inflation. No. It's 
So we're going to do our part for you. $1,000 at a time. I don't see how you can't win. Make a modest effort. It's 1000 bucks for you. You just have to know what the word is for every hour and plug it in at 101kgb.com. Sarah, who is single-handedly responsible for the Padres' victory over the Dodgers on Saturday night because she was standing in her lucky spot as she guzzled tequila for us. Yeah. Uh, has braved her way into work here this morning and is going to be working on some half-baked crackpot news for us. Coming up next year, what are some of the big stories we're covering this morning? Well, you know, endless talk about Jeffrey Dahmer lately, the Netflix series, the Halloween costumes. Well, it turns out yeah, there's been a manhunt for a real-life serial killer going on right now, this whole time. Yeah, here in California, right? No. Oh. No. Although... Uh, the, Although, yes. Maybe one of the victims was here. It was mainly in another state. It did cross over maybe into a city here. But it, and mainly another state, <clears throat> North Carolina. But yeah, we'll tell you all about that. He got caught and tell you what he was doing. And, uh, and then a politician has turned to porn to help his campaign. Wait, what's this now? A politician has turned to porn. Hmm. Does that work? To help his campaign. Well, he's getting a lot of buzz right now. We'll tell you what state is getting all the X-rated attention. We'll give them a little extra buzz coming up <laughs> next year. And uh, Blink-182 tickets go on sale this morning, actually. And they're trying out a new system. And it turns out it sucks. So I'll tell you why Blink fans are pissed off with the pre-sale that's been going on. And, uh, yeah, this was, a, this was an issue in our household as well. What do you mean? Uh, the new system that they're trying out, and I'll explain to you coming mm. up in the news, but they're doing it trying this to new buy way. Blink tickets or so? You're trying to buy Blink tickets or yeah. something like that? Yeah, mm-hmm. they go on sale to the general public today at 10 a.m., but the pre-sale already went off, and so we're hearing, like, Chip is seeing all this buzz about people pissed off on how much they're paying for tickets because of because specifically the new way they're trying to sell them. And uh, you'll hear, we'll, we'll hear from Mark Hoppus, who's trying to explain why they went with it this way. Tickets! For almost any event, are generally a bloody ripoff, don't you think? I, I mean, I got tickets for Wednesday's game, and I knew it's like, look, how many times do we get a playoff? How many times do we get this this kind of chance here? There's 24 years since we've been in the, the pennant race. Mm-hmm. My wife's never been to anything like that, so I'm like, we're going. Yeah, and. <laughs> You know, they're there as long as you just want to get gouged. Sure. <laughs> and so like- it's like, all right, gouge me. How many times? It's been 24 years since I got tickets. I, we can afford We can afford the 24. Every 24 years, we yeah, can afford it. Can save up. I, yeah. I feel like that's more expected, though, when it's like a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing like this. The problem with these concert tickets is that you want to be able to, yeah, spend a lot of money and get good seats if you want to. But then if you can't spend a ton of money, you want to get the, you know, the seats that are a little bit further back more affordable. Well, it seems like there's nothing affordable. Even the crappy seats are like out of. It's my point. Ridiculous. Like um, who's doing this? Bruce Springsteen, you know? Yeah. It's like knock it off already. Well, when I went on the website last night. To buy these tickets, it said, I think it said tickets starting, meaning the crappiest ones, are 140 bucks. Yeah. 140 bucks for the worst seats in the house. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've just given up on it. If you're going to go, believe me, believe me, I'm a big fan of sitting at home, in my chair, on my couch, on my patio, whatever, the whole thing. I'm a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. I really am. But I know it's going to be thrilling. 
So I'm screwing myself up and I'm going to go. <laughs> and we're going to have fun. You will. It'll be a great time. You know, at first I was using the, oh, five o'clock. I got to work. Nah, 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 nah. But then I see 1.30 game on Wednesday and it's like, oh, go. yeah, that'll work. Go on to that. So I'll see you there. I'll be the one in jeans and a Padre shirt. Look for me. <laughs> Home of the DSC. KGB. The KGB 50-year anniversary rolls on. Here's your keyword to win a thousand bucks. Enter this nationwide keyword check. It's check. Go to 101kgb.com and enter that keyword check right now. You know, we're hooking you up with a keyword every hour from 6 to 6, a.m. to p.m., all day long. Your chance to win $1,000 at a pop. Once you know that keyword, you just go to our website, 101kgb.com, plug it in, and then clear out your pants. Because we're ready, ready to stuff our wad in there with $1,000. Sarah, what is our top story today? We talked a lot recently about offensive Halloween costumes, and for the most part, we're like, get over it. This is what we do on Halloween. But here's where but, but, but I'll back off right oh, now. Oh, here we go. And I'll say, yeah, this costume sucks for this reason. The Dahmer Halloween costumes are yeah. torturing one of his victim's mothers who says the costumes are evil and they exploit the families. Tony Hughes was a deaf victim of Dahmer's. His mom, Shirley, says it's already super triggering to see the Netflix series, much less folks dressing like her son's killer. Luckily, most big retail stores have opted out of selling those costumes but people are still going to eBay to like buy the blonde wigs or those, you know, eyeglasses that are totally his. Shirley says it hurts for Netflix and all the other online stores to profit off her son's death while none of the victim's families have seen a dime. She feels all the eBay ads should be taken down or at the very least give some of the profits to the families. She also says if Netflix hadn't streamed the show, none of this would be happening. None of the families would be re-victimized and then there would be no dumber costumes. She's there. right. 100%. She's right. Those mm -hmm. costume makers and Netflix, they're all making money off the murder of these people. It's yeah. true. Yep. Well, now in modern day serial killer news, mm. this is crazy. Um, police have been actively hunting for a serial killer. A suspected killer is in custody in North Carolina. And police say they caught the guy while he was looking for his next victim. 43-year-old Wesley Brownlee was arrested Saturday morning where police say he appeared to be, quote, out hunting and scoping out a new person to kill. Six men have been killed dating back to April of 2021. A seventh victim, a woman, was shot last year, but she survived. They can't, they haven't found a motive yet. None of the victims were beaten or robbed. They were just simply shot. And most of them are said to have been homeless. Eventually, police declared, uh, declared that they have evidence linking this guy to the murders. That's the guy they caught here, though. That's right. They caught him in North Carolina. Okay, well then they've then there's two serial killers who have been caught because they caught a guy uh, in Stockton this weekend. Yeah, but Stockton, North Carolina. Okay, I, I, th no. that I had North Carolina like this story that I had had at Stockton, North Carolina, and then there was a a killing or a shot or something happened in Oakland. I did see that, but then no, this it's got to be a, North Carolina. It's got to be a different story because this is a guy that they caught in Stockton 
who uh, was a serial killer, and they said he was out hunting. Yeah. Wesley Brownlee. Same guy. Of Stockton, California. This headline, I, I didn't even know there was a Stockton, North Carolina, and so I looked it up. And there they're, is. They're, the, 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 it's a different. It's a different. It's a uh, different. It's a mistake, I think, okay. is what you got over there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this guy, they, they got this guy in California. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank God they got him. They got him around 2 a.m. They had been surveilling this guy because they put out a reward for any tips on the help of these murders. And so they got tipped off to watch this guy. Mm-hmm. And they caught him at 2 a.m. He was in his car, and he had an armed gun with a mask around his neck. Uh, he was booked for homicide, and he'll be arraigned tomorrow. All right. What else is going on? A 53-year-old Mike Itkiss is running for Congress in New York. Is this an, the porno guy? As an independent. Yep. Uh-huh. And he basically has no chance, so he's trying. He has no chance. He's got no chance, they How say. Dare you. So he's trying to up his profile and win more votes by releasing a sex tape. You know, that's what they said about the Padres versus the Dodgers. They got no chance. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Look at him now. Mm -hmm. One of his platforms is sex positivity. He thinks sex shouldn't be so taboo, and he wants to legalize prostitution. Uh, So he made a real porno with a real X-rated actress in it with him. He claims it's not a gimmick. It's a serious attempt to get Uh his message out. If you got to see it. What's his message? Uh, vote for me in my sex positivity. <laughs> vote for me because I got a sex tape? <laughs> yeah. I think right. the uh-huh. guy who wanted to get his uh, wit dipped and have his campaign money pay for it. Okay. Well, it's working. And um, if you got to see it, it is posted on Pornhub with the title Bucket List Bonanza. All right. Very good. Do you guys know about the internet sensation Emmanuel the Emu? Um, uh, oh, my God. I, okay. So did something bad happen to Emmanuel? Yes. Yeah. And I wondered if this was the Limu emu from Lincoln Insurance, but it's not. It's not. So Emmanuel is, he lives on a farm and his owner likes to do a lot of TikTok videos where she's talking about different fun facts about animals and animal life. And this became a thing because Emmanuel will always video bomb and crash her as she's recording herself. And he puts his face in front of the camera and looks, it's just it sounds stupid, but it is seriously one of the funniest things ever. I found him a few months ago. And I'm like, like an emu is like a big ostrich. Big yeah. Ostrich. It's like an ostrich. Yeah. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So he crashes and she's always yelling at him like, Emmanuel, knock it off, whatever. But he just has such this attitude. He's really charming. Well, the saddest news ever from the farm. The saddest, the saddest news, news ever. ever. Huh. Uh, Okay, Jesus Christ just texted me from the cross <laughs> and said, go ahead, tell me what's the saddest news ever. It was happy news. He saved our lives. Huh? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> he was happy to do it. Better you than me. <laughs> Christy. 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 Yeah. Okay. All right. A pack of wild geese keeps showing up to their farm, yeah. and they've spread bird flu. And that farmer lost three other emus. She lost all of her chickens, all of her ducks, her swans, her turkeys. And now Emmanuel is fighting for his life. She's barely sleeping. She has vets over like 24-7. They're doing everything they can to save him. And they're they're hopeful that they can. But um, it basically sounds like the water that was dispersed all over Florida as a result of Hurricane Ian may have contributed to the bird flu spreading like crazy right now. And there's so many different variants of it. They're having trouble with vaccinations and things like that. Um, So I posted video of Emmanuel Mm -hmm. crushing her TikToks because if you haven't seen them, you're just going to fall in love with him. It's a must. 101kgb.com. And is is, is there a treatment, a cure for this bird flu? 
They have, um, well, well, there are vaccines. One of the things is people have been asking her, why don't you vaccinate your birds for bird flu? Mm. Uh, but she's saying the problem is with all these new variants, they can't, it's it's like pointless. So they're, they're treating him. Gotcha. I don't know, IVs, I don't know. What okay. Doing. Battling avian influenza. Okay. Very good. Well, good luck to them. We certainly are all. Hoping for the best for Emmanuel the Emu. What else do we have? A woman in New York is facing charges after she let her 10-year-old son get a tattoo on his forearm. It's his first name in big block letters. It's seven inches long. So it's basically like his entire arm. But New York doesn't allow tattoos for minors, even with a parent's consent. So, uh, oh, plus he got this in a hotel room, not a legit Uh tattoo parlor. This kid, uh, no tattoos, even with a parent's consent. Even hmm. 17-year-olds can't do it till they're 18 there. Okay. All right. Kid, the kid's school found out, and they asked, um, because he went to the nurse, and he asked her to rub some Vaseline on it because it was hurting. Yeah. So they reported it. The mom was arrested. She's facing charges for endangering the welfare of a child. Um, the kid and the older sibling were both placed with protective services. It's not clear if she got them back yet or they not. They took... The child away from the parents. Yes. Hmm. Police say the tattoo artist who is in, you know who inked up the kid could face charges too, but they can't find him anyway. This is a lot of carrying on for a tattoo. I know. I didn't know you could get your kids taken away. I mean, they got teenagers walking around. Every other one's had sex with their teachers. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> but that kid got a tattoo. Arrest the family. Yeah. Or hmm. parents who are cutting the balls off their kids because he wants to be a girl. And... That's absolutely fine. All right. What else is going on? A 67-year-old guy named Vernon Wilson tried to get into a guy's house in North Carolina last Thursday. He had a gun, and then they struggled at the front door. He fired at least one shot, but it only grazed the guy who managed to slam the door and lock it. So Vernon took off. But guess what? Police were able to track him down thanks to some evidence he left behind. They found a glove. With his severed finger still inside it. It turns out the homeowner slammed the door so hard on his hand, Mm. it broke his finger right off. Oh, that's awesome. So they were. were, Oh, that gives me that sympathetic hand crunch. I'm making fists right now. That bothers me so much. Oh, we've all had the little tip slammed. Did you ever get your finger caught in the door? I did. I had uh, my two, my ring finger and middle finger in a car door when I was a kid. My mom had to open up the car door. Because it somehow got so it latched. It latched. And she had to open it up. They were. They didn't even break. I was fine, but it hurt. <laughs> Scream your head off. Yes, I did. Mm. My brother. Were... My my brother slammed the car door shut on his friend, his finger, and we were traumatized. Yes, we were traumatized. It was it was god awful. <laughs> we were going to church on Sunday. We picked up Jim Dunning. Oh, Jim. And someone slammed. I think it was my brother slammed the door on Jim Dunning's finger, and it was. We better get to Jesus right now because someone's going to die. We need a miracle. It was pretty bad, yeah. Mine were the two that I sucked. I didn't suck my thumb. When I was little, I sucked my fingers. And it was the, it were the two the two that I sucked. You're sucking went, fingers? Yeah. Oh. I know. My my sisters used to call me fingers when I was little. It was a, it was a really rude, did rude you, nickname. Uh, so when your sucking fingers were injured, did you yes. swap out? Did you have to... Did it break your sucking habit? It, it didn't break it, but it halted, halted it for a little bit. It was mm. really bad. I'll never forget it. So how old were you? 15? 20? <laughs> no, but I was still, I was way too old to be sucking fingers. Uh, I was nine. 
Nine. I know. Wow. That's why they made fun of me. Did that uh, mess up your teeth and your bite and the roof of your mouth and everything? No, I've never had braces in my life. Golly, you're I lucky. I know. I got very lucky, I know. My, uh, my little Carly sucked her thumb until she was like three or four, and it screwed up the roof of her mouth and her bite and all kinds of things. Yeah, that's what they, that's but, what I mean, she wasn't about. nine. I know, I know, I know. It was bad, then it? You sure it was an accident? I'm dead serious. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. Yeah. She used to paint, my mom used to paint that, I uh, think it looked like nail polish, but it was called Stop. I can still taste it. She would paint my fingers in this stuff called Stop, because it was supposed to help you stop. And it was like, it tasted like poison. So she tried and that. It didn't so work. May, maybe the. Um, it no, didn't work, though. You'd yeah. still suck on it. I did. So maybe this car door was. Maybe I'm finding this out now. Boyer had to do that to Bromo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would bite. <laughs> Bromo would come in pit. and suck off Boyer every day. <laughs> and Boyer had to paint himself, didn't you? Yeah. Or, or was it your pen? I had to spray myself with fooey. It was your pen. Yeah. Not you. I see. All yep. right. <laughs> yeah. well, what, he, he would chew on your pen? Yes. He would chew on the end of the pen. And it's disgusting. That he would put something in his mouth and then leave it on my desk expecting me to use this chewed up, gobbed up piece of plastic. And he said, eh, it's company pen, you know. Well, I company pen? That's what he said. He wasn't, you mean you weren't using your um, Fisher Space Pen? Not the Fisher Space Pen. This was a uh, Sharpie that I had requisitioned from Supply. Requisitioned. <laughs> I filled it out in triplicate, David. <laughs> <laughs> And I'd come in, and he would have uh, gobbed on the end and, and chewed it up and left a mess. It's like, that's filthy. You're a disgusting animal. Oh, you and, don't mean uh, that. I did. Oh, and, that's and, hurtful. And, and I thought, well, as an animal, <laughs> uh, perhaps an animal training product will best be suited to break him of the habit. So you fooied the pen? I fooied the pen, and I tested it at home. I cleaned the pen up, and I sprayed the fooey on, and I let it dry. And the next morning, I touched it to my tongue, and I wanted to throw up for about 30 minutes. Oh, my God. That bad. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's like, it, you know, if you ever see that Three Stooges thing where somebody dumps the tub of alum into the soup, and their mouths suck in, and just this, mm, that's exactly what it, it uh You know what that is, don't you, Sarah? Sure, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, can't I mean, that's work. a crystal clear reference, buddy <laughs> boy. <Thank> you. You, <laughs> home run. I came to work and I sprayed the pens in my pen drawer and just let them dry. And then uh, I warned him. I warned him. I said, I'm going to do something. You told him. Yep. What did you say? I said, if you don't quit chewing on those pens, I'm going to do something to those pens that you won't like. And uh, what was his response? Oh, shut up, boy, or something like that. Don't be a dick. What are you? It's not even your pen. It's a company pen. Did you tell him you had requisitioned it from supplies? <laughs> yes. Yes, and and he was keen on the Sharpies and also the highlighters, both of which we used extensively here, mm -hmm. the uh, broadcast complex. This is back when we were making compact disc digital audio recordings yep. of the entire show. Yep. You'd write on those with a Sharpie. And uh, so we'd have a couple of those, and and he was he was convinced that it was okay to chew up. You showed him otherwise, didn't you? I sure did. What's coming up in round two of this morning's happy... Hey, wait a minute. Before I finish that statement, is there a news quiz prize today? Oh, yes, there oh, is. Okay, David. tell me. We have a pair of tickets to Wonderfront Music and Arts Festival. Oh, well, my kid is Are going to today? that. Oh, I'm so jealous. It's going to be so fun.
Bunch of hippies running around barefoot in our front yard, <laughs> yes. listening to a lot of drug-addled music. <laughs> All right, we have tickets for Wonderfront for you on the news quiz coming up in round two of the Half-Baked Crackpot News. What big stories are we bringing to you? Uh, we're going to get into the Blink-182 ticket mm. drama. This has got you all upset, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's really yeah. annoying. Um, and more people coming out about how much Bill Murray sucks to work with, but this time mm. it's guys. Yeah. Dish in the dirt. It's not good. No, I hate it's this It's not stuff. good. It's Rob learning. Schneider telling the story, isn't it? And Seth Green. Oh. I like those guys. I know. They've both been on our show. Uh-oh. Hey. Mm-hmm. I got uh, to take the word from the guys who've been on our show. I'll give you all the gossip next. The DSC streaming on your smart device. 101.5. KGB. Effin' Boyer. All right. Effin' Boyer. Wow. Okay. I agree with that. You know, we have this big, long desk in our office that we share, and my mine is off to the left, and his is off to the right. Boyer, Emily, and Abramowitz share yeah. an office with uh, three desks in it. So what happened? Well, I work for Boyer on Wednesday so he can go to his go-kart thing. I cut up the show. So a couple months ago, I was caught or seen by Emily who told Boyer that I take some of his pens and I put the lid of the pens in my mouth. Are so you on crack today? I thought, that that's, I thought that's how he found out. No. He found out somehow. Uh, yeah, that- dumbass. I came in and my pens were chewed up. Okay. Oh, I don't like that. Nothing I, to do with this. I got to tell you, that really bugs. All right, well, when you go to your pen and someone's been macking on the end Ew. of it. Yeah. Mm. So he went out and got this concoction and he put it on the on the end of the pen. Did you bring in some sort of don't chew this spray? From well, the, yes. Tell me well, what it, yes. Tell me what, what is it? Something to stop your dog from chewing up your slippers or something like that? Yeah, exactly. And so you sprayed that on the pens. Right. <laughs> to stop. Pretty smart. <laughs> So, to uh, stop Abramowitz from chewing on your pants. Exactly. Who, who, here, who here objects? Nobody. Not you Because I figure he's about as smart as my retriever. He should be able to get the message. I'm a little smarter than that. <laughs> Apparently not. And I got the message, Boyer. I stopped um, doing that to your pens. However, now, hang my on a second. highlighter. Let's, let's back up to who's smarter. Yeah. Your retriever, Boyer. Right. Or Abramowitz. <laughs> now, if you put your retriever in a cage, uh-huh. will it mess itself? Uh, no, it'll hold it. Have you ever messed your pants, Abramowitz? Uh, mm. Yes. <laughs> well, sorry then. Officially. <laughs> All right, back to uh, the issue at hand here, yeah. Abramowitz. You so you walked in here about ten minutes ago with a pink highlighter in your hand, right? And you were spitting, yeah, and cursing, Ooh. right? And what's that all about? Because that's my effing pen, for one thing. My highlighter. So sure enough, I come over here. I grab this highlighter, going, "All right, this is mine." No way did he doctor it. I put it in my mouth. Now I got this crap in my mouth for over a half hour still. My pen, damn it. Hey, numbnuts. Hey, numbnuts. <laughs> That's my pen that you stole. I didn't steal this yes, from you. you. Did. That pen was in my top drawer oh. pen caddy, which is where I sprayed it. Now, the fact that you stole it and put it in your coffee cup does not make it yours. Boyer, you never use a highlighter. You've never used ah, the highlighter. Here, here comes the justification. Mm-hmm. So That's are you... my pen, damn it. Is it. Well, how did you get it? I probably got it from the back room, the engineer's room, probably. Or I probably brought it with me from the old so, uh, station. So if you got it fair and square, yes. you, you did not steal it from Boyer, right? I, I, totally I did not steal it from him. Because you, you have a long and storied track record of stealing. 
I'm not a thief at all. Yes, you oh, are. Oh, bro, Mo. Yeah, you are. You steal. I'm not a thief. Yeah, I've you do. You steal seven lies in the last 30 seconds. You steal from Boyer. You've stolen from me. You stole from your roommate. How have I stolen yeah. from you, Dave? You go into my office and take my stationery and use it without asking me. He That's was in stealing. my drawers two days ago. So you're saying that you got this pen fair and square. Yes. And that Boyer purposely went over to your side of the yes. office and fouled your pen. Yes. That's a hell of an accusation. It really there. is. I know he did for a fact. That oh, that, that gleaming God. monkey saw his opportunity and rose at it. Just, just to be mean? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Just to be mean. Oh. Just wow. to rat f me, like he. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get my bottle of wine for Christmas? From my roommate, oh. which I replaced the next day. Did you get permission before you grabbed it? No. That's stealing. Called borrowing. No, no. I returned it it's right stealing. away. Well, about- what happened when your dad took your camera from your uh, condo? That yeah. was stealing. He ah. actually didn't admit to it, and when I found out he did, he said, "Well, I knew that you'd probably say that was okay, Dave." How about when permission. you take my mail out of the mailbox and read it? I don't read your mail. Yeah, ever. you do. Time you took my time your magazine. magazine. That's my mail. I put. I was going to put it back anyway. <laughs> oh, oh You're just God. not getting it. May I be the peacemaker here? Yes. Please. Blessed are the peacemakers. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. God. laughs> Naked hug. No it way. I'm not doing that again. It works, that works every no, time. No, it worked before. No, I'm not giving him a no naked, naked hug. That's gross. Naked hug. It worked before, Ruth. It, Excuse it, me. It I'm trying to make peace here, Ruth. Doing this you hate lover. He always sprouts wood anyway when we do that, so I'm not gonna. Regardless. Although although nobody could tell when he's sprouting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, although, although nobody could tell when he's sprouting nothing. <laughs> I thought it'd be funnier the second time around. Although, although nobody could tell when he's sprouting nothing. <laughs> Stupid guy yelling. Be quiet, Ruth. Wouldn't that piss you off if somebody did that to your stuff? What if somebody put... What if? Boyer put that stuff on your vibrators. Wouldn't that tick you off? Ten listener, Paul. Oh, Can we do a naked hug? <laughs> I'm the one who was injured here. It is my highlighter. I highlight once a week when Chainsaw and I do a Barney script. Why don't you highlight Get Bent? <laughs> I don't think it's fair to me because I'm the one who's been transgressed by having my pen stolen and chewed. Brother. Listen to the way and you now talk. I have to be put out by getting naked. Doesn't seem right to me. Well, I can tell you something that will make it right with you. Okay. I don't care. There we go. <laughs> Everyone else good with that? I'm good yeah. with that. All right, so okay. there we go. You're Five overdue seconds. being punished anyway. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. <laughs> you are thinking like a parrot, Ruthie. It's great. You probably deserve it's like when you it for walk something. up behind your kid yeah. and you yeah. give him a... Yeah. What was that for? In case you do something what? later today. <laughs> hey, sugar pants. What? Drop them and get in here. Make I'm not hug. dropping nothing. Nuh-uh. Uh-uh. No. Whoa. No. If someone doesn't value his job. Turning point. I got this crap in my mouth. I can't get it out. Where should we uh, post the job opening, Dave? Online? (laughs) The DSCshow.com? He's not going to drop his drawers. He's not objecting. Sure he is. I like my job, man. Dear Dave, I vote those two bitches hug it out naked style. (laughs) Love your show like when Bromo and Boyer hug it out naked. A passerby will say, hey, look, a bear is climbing a (laughs) beanpole. Why don't you highlight Get Bent? I hear the love. 
Oh, the tension between those two. The oh, sexual the tension. Italian. My God. Mm. I'm glad I'm not the only one who hears it. Mm. Uh, what else is making the Half-Baked Crackpot news for this Monday morning here on the DSC Show? Uh, something Chip and I were talking about this weekend. Blink-182 tour tickets. Those go on sale to the public this morning at 10 a.m., but... Some fans got theirs during the pre-sale, and they're not happy about it. Apparently, Ticketmaster has a new dynamic pricing model. And so from what I understand, the prices are based off demand. So when Chip and I, uh, when Chip was looking at like regular tickets this weekend, David, they were starting at $600. $600. That's the starting point. Yeah. For, the entry level. For crappy tickets. God. God. Not even going. So Mark, where, where are they playing? Uh, I know they come in June. I can't remember what. I, I'm sorry, I forget what stadium they're coming here in San Diego. Yeah, they're coming in June. Yeah. Um, Mark Hoppus got online to talk about the issue, and he said, "I bought t- I bought tickets for for uh, two tickets for shows just to see what the experience was like for fans. I had tickets yoinked from my cart, and the whole thing crashed out. Dynamic price." Pricing. It's meant to discourage scalpers. For me, yoinked. Yoinked. I never yep. heard of that word before. He I like it. Yoinked right out of his car. He says it's dyna- dynamic pricing. It's meant to discourage scalpers. We're trying to bring you the best possible show for the best price. I'm not in charge of it. Yeah, the bands all say that. Here's, <laughs> how, here's how you're in charge of it. Don't play. Yeah. That's that's how you're in charge of it. Mm-hmm. Don't play. That's what uh, Springs tried to claim that he had nothing to do with it. But you do. You do. You're a part of this whole thing. So. You know, Billy Joel says he will not fill the first two rows at Madison Square Garden. He won't do it. He will not sell those tickets. He keeps those wide open and then he sends his roadies into the back to find really enthusiastic fans to plug into the front row. So. How does Billy have control and no one else does? Right. Who's Billy Joel? Well, who's Bruce Springsteen? Who's Blink-182? They all have power. They all do. Just don't play. You can do that. Just don't play. (sighs) Tell everyone, hey, we're not going to play if you're not going to do this kind of thing. $600 for crappy tickets is worse than scalpers. $600 starting That's worse than scalpers. So that was what was going on with the pre-sale, okay? So hopefully by 10 o'clock this morning when they go on sale to the regular public, they're not like that. But you know what? They're going to go They're going to go in seconds. So Ticketmaster.com if you want to try and grab some while you can. And hopefully it's not as big of a disaster, but it's not looking good. Let me see where they're playing. Uh, go on sale 10 o'clock today. Uh, Pachanga Arena. I can't keep up with all my... That's the sports arena one. That's sports arena? Mm-hmm. Sports arena has a name now? Yeah, Pachanga. It's not sports arena anymore? No, hmm. not in a while. Okay. Uh, June 20th, Pachanga Arena. Okay. Let me see what it says here when I click on find tickets. Uh... They have them lower than the 600 you were talking about. Yeah, that, so that's what I was saying. That's what happened during pre-sale because the, the, when they noticed the demand for it was so large, the prices skyrocketed. Yeah. It's this, weird, it's this weird model they have. And yet it sort of reflects the real marketplace. Go ahead. I mean, if the demand for gasoline goes up, 
The price goes up. Well, let's talk about concert tickets, uh, well, since that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the marketplace, uh, and the marketplace supports it, because if the, they sell the tickets for $50 and a scalper can sell them for $600, the band has essentially lost out on $550. Well, the band is complaining about the price of tickets. They're not for it. They're not, they don't want to participate in this scalping. Um, if you can imagine the worst seats possible in an oval setting like sports arena, mm-hmm. it would be you've got the band performing on the ground so that there become seats that are behind the stage. So they just don't even sell those. It depends on how they set up the stage. Sometimes they do. The this stage. is how they're setting up the stage. Oh, it's showing you. Okay. So you have about a third of the stadium that's not going to be filled. So the worst ones are going to be the top row up by the ceiling on the side of the stage. 256 bucks a ticket for the worst seats. On the filter, oh. you can start at the cheapest and go all the way up to six thousand and three hundred. Don't you owe me? You're all in favor of this crap. You're part of the problem. Six thousand three hundred and thirteen dollars per ticket. Per ticket. No. At Blink One Eighty Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. I, I don't know. Uh. I don't know where those seats are. How, <laughs> how is that possible? They've got. They've got. Uh, Tickets for seven hundred and eight dollars. I don't know. It's 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 definitely outrageous. It's so depressing. But yeah, you're part of the problem, boy. Or you support this? Well, I support a free market. Well, you're supporting the problem here. You support the free market. That's part of the problem. Free market doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good thing. It comes with problems. Well, everything is a compromise, but you cannot control the marketplace because you wind up with scalpers. And if somebody pays a scalper $6,000 for a ticket, then that ticket is worth $6,000. And there's no reason the band should yeah, but that's crime. for $6,000. You're but supporting crime. crime. Oh, there's no crime. A scalper is criminal. They don't have a license to sell tickets. A uh, ticket buying service, whatever. Well, I you mean, said a scalper. Okay, well, a ticket buying service. That's a completely different argument, isn't it? No, I, it's the you same said process. A scal- it's an intermediary. Who One has a, a license, the other doesn't. You know that, right? I, no, I don't. You don't know that. Oh, okay. No, no, well, I then you're learning. A, yeah. You should learn about it before you make your case. But, but having a license doesn't reflect the fact that the tickets from a ticket broker, licensed or whatever, is six thousand dollars, and the band only got fifty for them. I mean, that's that's the price of the ticket. So why shouldn't the band make? No one likes ticket, it. Then uh, there's no. It's the band doesn't market. like it. The fans don't like it. No one likes it. No one likes paying six thousand mm. dollars for a ticket. And yet people do. I understand that, but no one likes it. Uh, and if, <laughs> well, if no they, one likes it, then don't pay six thousand dollars for a ticket, and the price will come down. All right, very good. Thank you for your help, as always. What else do we have? Well, here are a few more negative Bill Murray stories to add yep. to the list. In a new interview, Rob Schneider said that Bill Murray hated the cast of Saturday Night Live. When he came back to host, he even called it a seething rage and said it was really obvious. And it was mostly directed at Chris Farley and Adam Sandler than than others. Schneider speculated that, you know what, maybe Bill hated Farley because he saw him as another John Belushi, a close friend who 
He watched kill himself with his out-of-control behavior. And now Seth Green is sharing Bill Murray's uh, story as well in a new podcast. He says when he was a kid, he was going to be on an uh, SNL skit. And at some point, he got into it with Bill, number one. I'm hanging out in the green room, nine years old, sitting on the arm of a sofa. There's nobody there. There's a TV on. Bill Murray was hosting the show. And he was like, that's my chair. And I go, are you this much of a jerk to tell a nine-year-old? He picked me up by my ankles, held me upside down. He dangled me over a trash can. And he was like, the trash goes in the trash can. And I was screaming. And I swung my arms, flailed wildly, full contact with his He dropped me in the trash can. The trash can falls over. I was horrified. So Hmm. he's, he's laughing about it now. He left the room crying. He was totally uh, mortified by that. And he said that later that Eddie Murphy actually uh, came over to console him. Hmm. Um, Schneider said the only redeeming moment from that entire experience, he said, was that Bill Murray hated him the least. (laughs) Didn't say he didn't hate him. Uh He said he just hated me the least. But he hated Farley. Hated uh, Sandler. Mm-hmm. Hated all these guys. A seething, raging hatred. Mm-hmm. The drag. It is. Sucks to learn this stuff about about those people you love. They all say when uh, when you're working with Bill Murray, you don't know which one you're going to get. The happy Bill Murray or the very, very bad Bill Murray. We're learning, we're learning this a lot about, you know, we learn this a lot about those comedians. They have these two sides, very real sides. Mm. You know, that dark side that we don't really hear about so much, but it's there. Yeah. All right. What else do we have? Well, unfortunately, that is a wrap, David. We got to do a news quiz. These are the Wonderfront tickets we promised you. 888-570-1015 is a direct connect. You know that there are going to be over 80 bands. It says seven plus stages. I don't know why they couldn't give me the actual number of stages, but seven plus. Uh Three days, November 18, 19, 20. Gwen Stefani, Kings of Leon, Zach Brown, and so many more. Go to wonderfrontfestival.com, and we're going to give you tickets if you're the first one to correctly answer our news quiz question this morning here on the DSE. Hello, do you want to be on our news quiz? Yes, I do. Here we go. Whose pen did Boyer dick with? <laughs> uh, that's the other guy, Bromo. Boyer, too. Bromo. You win! And what is your name? Will. Did you say Will or Will Well? Power. Did you say Will or Well? Like he wasn't going to tell me. Uh, Will Power. Will Power. Well. It's Will. Yes, it is. All right, Will. You have the Wonderfront Music and Arts Festival tickets. Um, congratulations. This is a hell of a prize. That's awesome, man. I can't wait. I hate hippies, but I love their music. Well, you're going to be one. You're going to be one for three days. So uh, pick yourself up a good drug habit and get ready to enjoy it. Hey, I'm getting ready to quit my job. Maybe I should. All right, buddy. Uh, lots and lots and lots of great bands. Over 80 bands are out there. Please be polite if you see my daughter or Sarah out. Sarah's going to, are you going to it? I, I, I think I have to go. I think I have to be there. <laughs> you have I'll to. have to- total FOMO. Like, this is my jam. I have to be there. Is that right? Yes. Who is appearing there that you have to see? Gwen Stefani. Yeah. I need to. Yeah, I've seen Gwen. It's a good <laughs> show. 
All right, more chances to win at 101KG. Oh, come on. Are we telling that lie again? Yeah. More chances to win at our website. <laughs> Get your tickets by winning the news quiz here this week, just like Will. KGB, home of the DSC. My friend said it's a good thing he won that Oscar because he worked so hard on that movie. They shot it for nine months in the blistering cold of Canada. He lost 35 pounds. Isn't that amazing? And I said, if you think that's amazing... You severely underestimate what I would do for $20 million. <laughs> and if he acted well, give him the Oscar for that, but not just because he worked for almost a year. <laughs> $20 million, he lost 35 pounds. I would get down to 35 pounds. What do you think? Does that clear up everything for today? I think so. Pretty good Monday. Still riding the high, aren't we? Heck yeah. Yeah. Want to talk about what exciting things we did on this Monday radio show? Well, how about them, Padres? How about them? Tell me. Oh, you're welcome. I took a shot in the seventh and slammed it down, and then boom, Mm. stuff started happening. You're welcome, San Diego. Uh, All because of you. <laughs> yeah. Tammy Faye Vicky got that party started. Uh, we heard about the LA Times. They want to cancel the playoffs and just get the trophy to the Dodgers anyways because it's not fair that they lost. <laughs> Writer Bill Plushke wrote that they have never been humili- humiliated like this before. It's the worst loss in the franchise history and on and on and on. He is a bitter Betty today. And then listener Brian wanted to know if we should just get rid of Tatis. And then you guys are like, well, it's not really a bad question. Look, it's like they're better without him. Do you think anyone called him after the game? Oh. I don't know. Do you want to go there? Do you want to touch him? I mean, just let him be. Longtime listener Joe Nelson said he and his wife were debating on whether or not, because these guys went off and they partied. I saw Will Myers pouring drinks for everyone downtown. Yes! He and his wife so were pouring cool. drinks. He, he was doing a pub crawl. He'd show up at different bars and just pour drinks. And I guess he was buying drinks for everybody. Uh-huh. And uh, Manny was saying he's going to go out to party. And uh, DSC listener Joe Nelson was debating with his wife, Amy. Do you think anyone invited, anyone on the team invited Tatis to their party? Oof. No. That would be bad juju messing with stuff right now, I think. Going back to the superstitious stuff, I think just for that alone, you mm. just let him stay away. Mm-hmm. He's got to be dying. Oh, totally. Yeah. Seeing what he's missed out on here. Just dying. Ugh. All right, what else did we do today? Uh, then we had a 10-listener poll to decide who should be the MVP of the series. Mr. Tinkle's got to vote for most valuable pusher. <laughs> that is not the MVP, most valuable player. Chainsaw's facials got a few votes as well, but Darvish was declared How about it? the DSC Padres MVP for the series. 
Uh, Dave talked about one of the most dreadful things about Halloween are couples' costumes. So you read us the list of the top 30s couples' costumes, and we have to guess. And not one of us is on the board. Not a single one made it out of 30. The top 30. God. No one got it. I know. Astonishing. Yeah. It really was. It's a bummer. List. Uh, last week, we talked about how to spit out bad gobs of food when mm. you're at a restaurant. And we put it out there. And it happened in real life this weekend. And I spit out a gob of food into my hand, threw it right on the plate, made a scene, and no <sighs> grace. No grace at all. And horrified yes. the handsome, oh. sophisticated foursome yes. that you were envying who were sitting next to you. <laughs> you know, they just looked over you and you were just like, why did they <laughs> let these people in here? Who brought her? People with no table manners. Uh-uh. Mm. Yep. Uh, we heard from listeners on what they do for sports superstitions, uh, changing the channel strategically, keeping lucky coins on them, turning off the TV when they're losing, calling in bomb threats at the opposing team's hotels. That's right. Uh-huh. Not watching any game ever on TV, only in person. The rainbow at the beginning of the game came from a mom up above. Yeah, someone killed their mother, apparently, uh-huh. to assure that someone would get up to God. Yes. And arrange for holy divinity intervention. And then there was the rainbow. You got to admit, that's probably the biggest sacrifice anyone made. It really is. Sacrificing their mother. Mm? And then we heard a new chant led by a seven-year-old girl mm-hmm. that did the trick. So all of us working together. Just keep it up, people. Keep Just keep it, it up. up. It takes everyone. But finally, David, yeah. join us tomorrow morning right here on the KGB where we continue to give you $1,000 every single hour on the DSC show. And we'll have your Wonderfront Music Festival tickets as well. That's a good prizes. I want to hear it one more time. Come on. One strike away. Hater to Freeman. He struck it out for the first time in 24 years. The San Diego Padres are headed to the National League Championship. Show. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.